This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ken, we got them until 9pm. But before any of that, here's your news on Love Sport Radio. On 558am, online, on your smart speaker, and on digital radio. This is Love Sport News. From the Sky News Centre at 7, MPs are about to vote on Theresa May's Brexit deal in what could be one of the heaviest Commons defeats in modern history. Outside the House of Commons, hundreds of protesters from both sides have gathered. Out, Major, out! We want to retain peace in Europe. The Prime Minister's closed five days of debate on her deal and told senior ministers she believes passionately that they must take the UK out of the European Union. We will determine whether we move forward with a withdrawal agreement that honours the vote and sets us on course for a better future. The responsibility of each and every one of us at this moment is profound. But the Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn has once again urged MPs not to back her withdrawal agreement. Speaker, the withdrawal agreement is, in short, a reckless leap in the dark. It takes this country no closer to understanding our post-Brexit future. If her deal is voted down, the Prime Minister, who says she'll respond quickly, will have until Monday to produce a plan B. In other news, police are continuing to deal with an attack on a hotel in the capital of Kenya. Al-Shabaab, the Islamist extremist group, says it was behind it. David Duckenfield's been accused of extraordinarily bad failings as Hillsborough match commander in 1989 at his trial. The former South Yorkshire Police Chief Superintendent denies the gross negligence manslaughter of 95 Liverpool fans. Two car manufacturers are going to work together on developing vans and pickup trucks. Ford and Volkswagen hope it'll help to reduce costs and insist it's not a merger. And tonight's three FA Cup third round replays kick off in the next hour. League One side Luton take on Sheffield Wednesday. Blackburn will try to topple Premier League opposition in Newcastle and Stoke face Shrewsbury. That's the latest. I'm Tanya Snugs. Known originally as the Glaziers, this club are far from fragile. They've been building their nest in Selhurst Park. And the Eagles are ready to swoop in and bring out the claws this season. 
It's the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport. Good evening and welcome to uh, the fan shows here on Loveport Radio with you till 10pm. It's Jake Watson, Crystal Palace up first, 7 till 9 and then Queen's Park Rangers 9 until 10pm. So, Palace up first, I'd like to say, Hambo is in the building. Good evening. Good evening. Where's the young'un? The young'un, he's doing his this university work. Can you believe that? I mean, Hambo, been... I went to university. Nah, exactly. What do you do on a Tuesday evening? He said. He, he said if I was prepared to write write his assignment, he'd he'd join us. Oh, is that right? Is it? But then he doesn't learn anything, does he? So I had no. to, you know, I had to act the right way and, and let him let him off. It's the first time I've ever done a Crystal Palace fan show, and he's not been here. I, just, I think we'll muddle through. We'll try. It, we'll it, try feels, it feels a little bit strange. Uh, Hambo isn't on his own. Uh, we've got Paul Price and we've got Lee as well. Uh, guys, good evening. Good evening. Hi. How are you? Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Very. Very well indeed. Um, Hambo. Please explain in the best possible way, if you can, um, why we've got these two chaps with us this evening. All right, so Lee sort of tweeted us, including Paul in the tweet, and I know Paul. There you go. Brilliant. (laughs) So, Paul, good evening. Uh, You are a Palace fan. I am, yep. I'm a Palace fan. And Lee, you're not. I'm not, thankfully. So, so how has this happened? Why why have we got a non-Crystal Palace fan on the Crystal Palace fan show. So the gents are doing something very, very worthy and I'm quite keen to hear the detail about it because I'll be frank, I don't know the detail around it. Um, well, I don't, I don't think they've told the full story anyway, at least maybe not that I'm aware of. So um, so they're doing they're doing a walk. Yep. Uh, it's in aid of mental health and it's a subject that we've talked about on our show a number of times because, you know, either directly or indirectly, mental health affects us all. Of course. Um, and I think it's I think it's a worthy thing for us to get to get to get the message out there uh, to try and get people to engage with with what Paul and Lee are doing, um, and just most importantly, it's about having that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Go on then, um, Paul. If you want to take the lead uh, in in your words, uh, what is it you're doing? We know okay. it's a walk. Yeah. So we're um, uh, leaving uh, Craven Cottage on the second um, of February. We're going to be walking down to Selhurst Park. Uh, the aim of the game really is to get um, jo- joint fan walk. We feel that that sends out a really powerful message. Uh, you know, football gets a lot of bad sort of. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it, no, it, it gets a lot of negative press. Absolutely. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to do something together. We think the message is stronger, as as mentioned, and uh, we're going to be walking down to Selhurst Park. Um, really just to raise awareness of mental health and also male suicide which is uh not a nice subject none of it's a nice subject so um we just really want to encourage people to talk more so we've called it walk and talk and it's to get get people chatting and uh you know send out that message that no you're not alone out there yeah, so that's really what we want to do. So how far is the walk? Oh, it's not, that's ask. not very far. It's not. No, it's okay, not very far. so it's about ten point five miles, uh, but it's it's more around 
the awareness more about the message than the distance can i just say having failed the marathon walk that <laughs> ten, ten and a half miles is still a long walk yeah. yes, um, especially if you have done no preparation for it <laughs> that might have been your issue um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no at least a ma- magnificent thing I, you know i've I know various people, you know, I've not had any, fortunately, you know, and, and I've crossed my fingers that it'll never happen, but I've never had any major mental health issues myself, um, but I've I've had many people, uh, you know, I care about who've suffered, um, and quite often it is that lack of willingness to talk and to discuss it openly yeah. that is the problem, and I think it's, it's you don't want to just, um, I know a lot of people get weird about focusing on one gender or another and all that kind of stuff, but... You know, it is a sad fact of life that men in particular find it very, very hard to, to, to sort of open up about that kind of stuff. I know, Lee, you haven't had a chance to speak too much, but <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to sort of lead, <laughs> I want to sort of lead into to you with that. So what's your, what's your personal experience about this? Why did it come about? Um, a number of years ago, I've suffered really bad with mental health. Um, I try to take my own life. Um, for the last four years with Fulham, I've been cycling to away games. Um, Preston, Wigan, Peterborough, uh, Brighton, and I was even going to road down to um, Millwall. Oh, wow. so, but <laughs> that but never materialised. Canoe wouldn't be there when stunning. he got back, mate. <laughs> yeah. It was stunning, but nice scenery and all that, but yeah. the road down to Millwall was not, was not going to happen. But in May, we walked from um, Fulham to Birmingham. Mm-hmm. There was a 10 of us, uh, 113 miles. We got into the Premier League and we all had a chat and decided we want to concentrate on London because there's quite a few London clubs in the Premier League and that was our fixation we've walked to every London away game so far this year obviously um, we was on another show I I was on another show and it's how I met Paul Um, I spoke openly about my problems I come we went to a break I come off uh, set and Paul came up to me and gave me the biggest hug bearing in mind I've never met Paul before in my life gave me the biggest hug and he opened up and we swapped numbers and always wanted to do something with Palace fans and to to Paul's credit he's really massively pushed this we've had a great chat Mm. we've opened up to each other he's massively pushed this and the number of Palace fans that are involved in this I know it's going to sound a cliche but I'm glad all over you know how many people are (laughs) very good (laughs) <laughs> are involved in this yeah. so I just think now we can't be outdone the Fulham fans if any Fulham fans are listening we can't be outdone by <laughs> by, by by the Palace fans yeah well no honestly Lee, that's that's absolutely brilliant and, and thank you first of all for, for coming in and, and obviously t- telling everyone and all the Love Sport listeners this evening about what you guys have been doing so with all these walks that you've been doing each time you know, is, is, there, is, is it a fundraiser or is it just about getting as many people together and, and, and showing this kind of unity as such all the ones I've done before are fundraisers yeah. for a charity called Calm, which is campaign against living miserably. The biggest killer of men under 45 is suicide. Two men. Uh, one man every two hours commits suicide. It's 12 a day. It's 84 a week. Mm. I believe and truly believe that football has a massive part to play in this. You know, le- le- football is predominantly... Oh, what's going to sound? <laughs> it's predominantly followed by... By men under 45. Okay. Mm. This is the target audience we need to achieve. If we can get men talking, 
like we're going to do on the walk, we're just going to all open up and talk. If you've got problems, talk to each other. Whether you're in a palace shirt, whether you're in a funnel shirt, it does not matter. Yeah. We're all here for one purpose and one purpose only, and that's to reach out, help each other. We could save one life in doing this. It's well worth the 10 miles, and I'll walk back. Mm. Okay, it's, it's, there's no qualms about that. I just generally got so much passion for this. I want to change everybody's attitude, and Paul, I, I think, would agree with me that doing this together has really opened my eyes as to how much palace fans can do and the club being really good as well weren't they yeah you know yeah, especially the foundation the foundation have been like, super yeah. and i can't thank palace enough I've, I've spoken to other clubs trying to get them involved their supporters this is not happening and palace literally we've been talking for ages about what we're gonna do and so yeah it's i'm, I'm really looking forward to it and like i said i can't thank the palace fans enough yeah. they're, they're absolutely phenomenal all right top stuff well lee is going to be staying with us for a short while longer we'll continue to, to chat about this um a lot more actually because i think it's incredibly interesting stuff it's, it's an incredibly interesting topic and thank you again um for, for coming in to, to speak to us we've got hambo in the studio we've got paul price and as i mentioned we've got lee we're talking about this fantastic walk and the reasons why we're doing it uh, it is love sport radio and this is the crystal palace fan show love sport 558 am Love sport. I work for a spokesman said.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit a spokesman said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. It's the Brian Moore Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Gray. But obviously, you've not got kids, you don't understand that, and then why would you? Yeah, and it's not exactly. relevant. Yeah, but if he's missing that, and the thing is, he does, they, they only are at that sort of age. For a little while, mm. and it's very soon they become manipulative, cynical, horrible <laughs> little people who contrive in any way possible with blackmail emotionally, physically, and everything to get whatever they want. They are the, the worst sort of or best negotiators in the world because they are totally unscrupulous, <laughs> they're immoral. It's the Brian Mall Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Gray. Join the pack weekdays from 3 pm on Love Sport. Love sports. Welcome back, Love Sport Radio, the Crystal Palace fan show. Jake Watson with you till 10pm, Crystal Palace with you till 9. We've got Hambo, we've got Paul Price and we've got Lee and we're talking about this fantastic walk. Um, just remind us, Lee, what it's called? It's called Walk and Talk. Walk and Talk. Uh, this is generally just raising awareness. Me and Paul come up with the idea of just generally raising awareness for uh, mental health and yep. predominantly male preventing male suicide. So the people who go on this walk, is the idea that they've had mental health problems or you want anyone to, to, to come in is, is that the idea so all these other people who maybe haven't had any issues before maybe understand so what, speaking yes. to the people who perhaps have so what, what we've done is um uh opened it up to absolutely anyone who wants to who wants to do the walk uh so many people could see what it is we're trying to achieve and what the bigger me bigger message is um but there are there has also been a lot of people on uh, direct messages through twitter etc when we've been publicizing it that have come and said oh, i've had you know i've had issues in the past i really want to take part in it um so what we've done is we kept it so it's really really flexible we've got a, a start and a finish of course but there's um there's people that uh can't necessarily do it for one reason or another but that we've uh kept it so that they can join at any point during the route we've timed it all 
so that uh, we know where we'll be. Uh, but it's it's been eye it's been eye opening really because how many people have come forward and said, you know, what you're doing is wonderful and I and I really want to be a part of it. So okay. we're up to about 70, 80 people, I believe. Wow. Whether effort. they whether they all turn up on the day is another story. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. well, well, seventy or eighty people at least know about it. So you've certainly yeah, you know, exactly. made some kind of impact. So the next one, um, when is it and how can people get involved? And we'll of course tweet this as, as well. So um, make sure you plug that as well. Uh, yeah, so the next walk's going to be to Palace on the 2nd of February. Uh, we set off from Craven Cottage at 10 o'clock in the morning. Gives us a few hours to play with and obviously uh, go to have a beer. I was going to say, do you, do you stop off at some pubs on the way? I think <laughs> yeah. there might be. There might be. There there might might be. be. Yeah, yeah. I'll try to, try to find <laughs> yeah. the right place, really. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Wim- Wimbledon looks like a nice place, but it's not really that far. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're kind of in the realms of Merton or somewhere like that. So yeah, uh, yeah I need to find somewhere. If anyone wants to give a load of people a free drink, feel free. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Twitter accounts, if people want to get involved, who, who, should, who should they follow? Who should they look out for? Which account? Either. Yeah. Um, mine is um, at Match Worn Shirt One. Um, talk massively about men's mental health and how we can change and how football can be the focal point to get men talking. Um, yeah, my one's uh, HC15 on tour. And um, I talk a lot of rubbish, basically. But uh, we all do. Oh, I, can, I can vouch for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Likewise, yeah. Likewise. Ambo follows me, so yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I talk a lot of rubbish. But um, yeah, just just drop us a drop us a tweet or drop us a DM, and uh, yeah, anyone's welcome. Top stuff. All right, so Hambo. Um, <laughs> We've, we've not avoided it as such, but we, oh. we've not spoken about it for 15 minutes. Should we talk about the game from the weekend? Um, I don't know if these guys have got about maybe another sort of hour, <laughs> and, hour and three quarters in them. But, um, no, we, we obviously will talk about it. It's a very disappointing defeat. Yeah. Uh, but I'm full, I mean, I've, I've got a bit of stick this week after our initial uh, back of the nest show, nest show where I was very negative. Um, and I'll be honest with you, even after venting that, I'm still not. I'm still not in a happy place. Um, Why? What? What was so different about this defeat? Well, it, they, I don't, that's the, I think the, the fact is it wasn't different, and okay. that's the biggest problem, you know. And be interested to get uh, Lee's views as a supporter of Roy um, when I start talking about <laughs> yeah. these problems, but, sir, um, sir Roy, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you know what I, what I say up front, and perhaps what I keep missing out in my uh, in my diatribes of late is that there's a lot to be positive about in Roy's approach, right? Okay. So, defensively, you're solid, you know, always, because everybody knows what they're doing. Uh, Your positions are very rigid in in a formation that he sets out, so you're quite hard to break down. Not impossible, as we've seen, particularly if you've got a transparent goalkeeper. (laughs) But, you know, we're quite tough to break down. Unfortunately, it sacrifices the level of sort of creativity and flair that you need up top. And when your, your primary weapon is Wilfred Zaha... You're someone you need to set loose and you're asking him to perform either up top on his own or stuck in a very rigid formation you are negating your attacking abilities um, and to watch it every week is starting to get to me I used to be a much more positive fan than this and I'm someone who always talks about keeping perspective yeah. about thinking about what sort of a club we are so for example this is our longest stint in the top division ever in our history right so how can I possibly say that we're doing badly how can I possibly have a go at the board for not spending money how can I possibly have a go at Roy when he's keeping us up having not spent money and it, all of those things come together but then you're still watching the same thing and you're still thinking with what we've got we Could should be, be better. better yeah Paul, um, you're a 
a, a Palace fan, what are your views on on Roy and how he's doing this season? Well, ultimately, the guy's a gentleman, uh, and I and I love that. I love that. You know, there's so many uh, dodgy characters around football, but he's he's a he's a decent guy who's uh, out and doing his best. Um, he got a bit of sticker earlier in the season for uh, making substitutes a bit too late, but in fairness, he also never had a lot of people to bring on. Um, I think the main thing is instead of instead of Roy I'd say you know we've really struggled where we've not had a not had a uh, an attacker a proper attacker for pr- pretty much two years um, they constantly get injured and we've had to play uh, as, as Hambo said we've had to play Wilf out of position quite a lot um, and we've now got issues at the other end of the field as well with regards to the uh, goalkeeping situation but Roy as you know Roy has worked wonders really with what he's got um, there was points last season when you're just thinking, I don't know how he's pulling these results together with what what we have on the bench. But um, yeah, I just think I think he's a I think he's a good guy, and I think we should stick with him. Let's continue the debate from last week, Hammer, when <coughs> Dr. brought up, wasn't it, about the substitutions? Yeah, and that it's it's incredibly predictable when he's going to do them. Often it's too late, and it's quite often the, the exact same same times. Yeah, he, I mean, he doesn't necessarily. It's not in game management. He's kind of. This is when he makes a substitution, and that's how he'll continue to do it, regardless of how the game's going. It's it's very difficult to break down exactly what Roy's problem is with it. Um, you know, when you and I, and I know this from, from talking to sort of friends of mine that you know as much. I mean, Paul's sort of summed it up brilliantly with Roy that you know we call you called him a gentleman, you know, and he, he's an honourable man and all this sort of stuff, which he's all of those things, but he's also extremely, extremely prickly yeah. if you dare to question yeah, his tactics if you dare to suggest that he's done something wrong too wrong too late wrong game plan not adventurous enough not only will he tell you you're wrong but he'll let you know that he thinks you had no business asking that question in the first mm-hmm. place right so i have to ask myself is that is that something that he's always had is it or is it something he's developed over time because he's resistant to change and he, he, almost, he always makes a change begrudgingly so you just you what you I mean I, I go back to the cup game against Grimsby where we had a player off injured walking to the ambulance and his replacement still wasn't warming up he said it wasn't as long as five minutes when he was questioned after the game but it was eight minutes because I can't because I counted (laughs) (laughs) eight minutes we played 10 men versus 10 men against Grimsby in the FA Cup because Roy just wasn't wasn't interested he was standing in his technical area looking out watching the game he wasn't really fussed about making a change Um, and he's mentioned a number of occasions that he doesn't change things because he doesn't believe he's got an option better than what's going on out on the pitch yeah and I think that's an archaic approach to football. And it's not just about improving what's on the pitch in that moment. It's about utilisation of a 25-man squad. So when you need them, they're ready. And, and we're, we're seeing it now. You know, the, the fringe players, we have to send them out on loan or sell them because they haven't played enough football to contribute when we put them on the pitch in the first place. So that is a, quite a myopic view. <laughs> there are other sides to that argument that I kind of agree with. I could probably argue with myself and might have to today. But... Um, <laughs> but you know that that that's where I'm struggling a little bit on the subs. Yeah, uh, football managers, I think in general, are definitely a, a, a stubborn, a stubborn breed. Mm. A breed, and um, we'll continue to talk about that. Uh, just a heads up as well, Crystal Palace fans are going to be joined by a Palace legend, Jim Cannon, later on. We'll get his take um, on Watford. We'll look ahead as well to, to Liverpool, which is the next Premier League game, and talk about January in general. You're listening to the Crystal Palace Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio, giving your team the coverage they deserve. Love Sport Radio. Can you save money on your car insurance? 
Chris did with a little help from a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. I'm Chris from Leicestershire, a truck driver. I went on a spokesman set, which was very easy to use for an old kit like myself. And the £300 savings enabled me to take my granddaughter to Pontins on holiday. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesman said.com. Real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you. Saving you money. Hello, I'm Michael Parkinson. The Lost Tabloids is the UK's leading youth cricket and disability sports charity, and now the official charity partner of Love Sport Radio. The charity's mission is to enhance the lives of disadvantaged and disabled young people through sport. Last year, the Lost Tabloids donated over four million quid to help young people of all backgrounds and abilities to get involved with sport. To find out more, to see how you can get involved, visit Lois Tabloids. 1.7 seconds. It's over in a flash. This is the average view time of a video ad on a mobile device. Money worth spent, don't you think? Mark Pritchard, chief brand officer of Procter & Gamble, the world's biggest advertiser, has said that digital ads are annoying people with too much frequency. So, digital media, stick your algorithms up your... Anyway, radio is different. The average listener tunes in for over 21 hours every week. Your potential customers are listening right now. Grow your business with Love Sport Radio. How are you? How are you really? Modern life can be busy, and sometimes it's easier to look after others before looking after yourself. But there's only one you. And making small changes to your lifestyle now could improve your chances of staying healthier longer. So take the first step to a healthier you with our free How Are You quiz. See how you score and get personalised tips and support from how to eat a little healthier to turning a 10-minute walk into exercise. Just search One You Love Sport. Managers, they are definitely a, a stubborn breed, I was just mentioning. And it is strange. I used to cover Norwich City a lot, and when Alec Neal was their manager, it was strange that people would often criticise him for his, his squad selections. Or, you know, an individual saying, look, so-and-so is not playing. Well, it's, t- it's time you brought this player in. Yeah. And because he was so, so stubborn, he wouldn't do it. But what he'd do is he'd wait two or three games and then make the exact same change <laughs> that everyone has been calling for, just so it looked like it was his decision. Because he was he, he, would, he wouldn't want to, to be appear to be kind of bowing to, to the pressure of the fans or media. And, and again, we talk about substitutions. Chris Hewton's got a, a similar thing, that he will do a sub on the hour at 70 and at 80. Yeah. That's what he does. He makes his three substitutions every single time, obviously, unless there's an injury or whatever reason he's, he's got to break that mould. And this is pretty standard with, with football managers. And it it's incredibly frustrating, isn't it, yeah. for a fan when you're watching. And as you mentioned, Amber, that you can see that either like a team's getting on top of you, you know, something's not working, something needs to change. Think, well, so and so could come on here and, and, and do a job for us. And, you know, DR obviously did bring up this last week. And it is a great point because, again, looking at the the, the, the match facts from the Watford game he didn't make the two obviously had to, he was forced obviously into a change at half time yep. but didn't make the other two changes Schlupp and Benteke until after Tom Cleverley had scored correct until you were 2-1 down correct um, but at one all as the home side surely you should be bringing on Schlupp Benteke and Wickham to try and get a winner 
Correct. And but what Roy would point to the fact that between the two goals, between the two Watford goals, James MacArthur missed effectively yeah, an did. open goal, right? He did. Yeah. But what what I what I, I try and my best not to get too annoyed about, but I'm repeatedly finding myself pointing <laughs> out is that we keep we keep talking about that in every game. So if you if you look at that and you say, Oh, he's missed an absolute sitter there, that is true. Yeah. But if you actually take that step back and think about what kind of chances are you create you creating because we're down the season as being very high uh, creators of chances for the amount of possession yeah. that we have. It's one of our season-long traits, if you like. I think we're, well, we're at about one, 168 or something chances, yeah. and we've scored like five or Exactly, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've got this ludicrous amount of chances that we're creating, but if you actually do the analysis of the type of chance, and I think more importantly the player that's on the end of that chance, that's where we're struggling. And to me, that's the... That's the puzzle that Roy's got to solve, and he's not really shown any inclination of wanting to solve it. He's kind of... He is very much in the mould of, I will continue to do the same things, and eventually people will start putting these chances away. Or, someone will have to buy me a player that will. Hmm. And when he was talking about that the other day, he uttered the phrase... Uh, he was saying, you know, get a, get a player when you convert the chances, and then he said, or create something out of nothing. And you just think... That's oh, not well. Hold on, you shouldn't be relying on somebody creating something out of nothing. No, that's not the idea. I mean, it's yes, not. it's great if you got it. It's yeah. great, but we've we've kind of got that. We've had Andros Townsend volley the ball in harder than anyone's ever hit a football before. Yeah, still travelling. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. As is Jason Punchin's penalty from four seasons back <laughs> yeah. against Tottenham. But, um, and then we've had um, you know we've we've had all sorts go go in from range from from Luca. You know, Townsend did another screamer earlier on in the season as well against Brom. Was it? Cup, was it? And someone else, anyway. Yeah, I'll break my brain out. I'm getting old. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, a, a tweet though I saw during the, the weekend after your game. I think yeah, uh, it was from CPFC Tom, and I think it really does highlight your your problems with goals. I'm not sure if you saw it. Um, no, I know it Tom you, though. Okay, <laughs> he says he, he tweeted on, on Sunday. If you take away the penalties, <laughs> the own goal, and the cross that went in by accident, we've only scored two goals at home this season. Correct, yeah. and one of those was an absolute screamer from Luca, I believe. Yeah, yeah. against uh, Leicester. Yeah, 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 of course it was. I remember yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it, yeah. Um, so that's not good reading, is it? I mean, right. as you talk about, it's, it's literally you're relying on a, a Luca penalty or a screamer, uh, mm-hmm. a Townsend Zaha kind of moment of brilliance. That there's nothing in terms of any kind of build-up play intricate that is is coming to goals in games that you should be on the front foot in. Correct. Look, you know. Um, I've I've stated my case many many times, and and I believe it is, you know. Again, Paul, you you mentioned earlier on, you, you're talking about you know having that 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 striker, that forward. We've had bad luck of injuries, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But I, 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 again, I'll ask you the question, see what you reckon. Why is it? Do you think if you actually stop and think about it, are we are we do we just have bad strikers? Yes, to a degree. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or ones that or, go out, ones that go out of form when they were really good at one point. Do we perhaps play? Well, that that's the, probably the key to what I'm asking. Or do we have players? Or do we have a system? Sorry, that doesn't actually suit a goal scorer. Yeah, I, very much so. I, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of putting um, Andros and Wilf out wide and having a decent sort of target man in the middle. Yeah. I think that's how we play best. I think that's how Wilf plays best. Townsend's. He, he hasn't. He hasn't always had fantastic time at Palace, but he's coming. He's come on. He's probably one of the one of the best players there at the moment. Um, but we've always done really, really well when we've got it out wide and we've crossed the ball into you know into the box. Benteke scored loads like that one you know a few seasons ago. And it, it, it baffles me. It does when you look at your squad and you're not playing with any natural wingers basically at the moment. Yeah, but we've probably, 
your three strikers. Yeah. I know Solov's now gone on loan, but they're, they're you know your stereotypical target men, yeah. which you would think would benefit from crossing into the ball into the box. But you, your crosses are playing up front, and your target men are on the bench. Yeah, but I think that's 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 it. That you know, hit the nail on the head there. Really, we've we've got um, we've got some really good target men. We've we've got probably couple of the best wingers around yeah and, and certainly in the in yeah, the outside the top six yeah soups yeah yeah so and, and, most teams and, would and love them yeah exactly that and it just it just feels like we've i don't know there's always always been a, a missing element uh in the i don't know benteke wickham was injured you know long term yeah uh benteke then got injured yeah. so we had no one so then we've had to play Instead of instead of playing our wingers where they're supposed to be out wide, uh, we've had to bring them in, and they've had to play. You know, we've played sort of two up front, one up front. Um, I mean, it is yeah. an interesting thing about how I mean that kind of. So when Benteke was fit, you know, Wilf actually was playing. I don't want to say up front because it's slightly misleading. He was in a free role in behind yeah. Benteke, yeah. and that's where we actually got the best statistically the best performances out of Wilf. Now he wasn't going on the outside and beating people on on the wing every week, and that's what people like to see from him, and that is obviously a strength of his. <laughs> but he's certainly, in terms of goals and assists and direct, direct measurable stats, that's the best he's ever played. Um, but just to throw that back, so Roy has actually changed of late. He's, he's okay. Actually, he's positive. Actually, he's actually gone to a four-three-three. We've been crying out for it for a long time. Yeah. So there's two things I hate about it, though. <laughs> Even though I've been advocating it, <laughs> right, one is on. one is he'll never play Max Mayer in a four-three-three. Yeah, and that annoys me. But uh, but the, but the other problem is. So let me let me ask you a question, Paul. You saw the Watford game. I did. How many crosses do you reckon we had in that game? Or do you know? Um, probably no more than two or three. Twenty-four. Really? Yeah. I oh, don't know. That, that, that sums it, it mean? up. That sums it up. And they they were all tr- attempted crosses drilled across the floor. So if you think about it, because we're we're looking at who we got in the box. So realistically, if I was if you were to pick who's in the box when our when our players are crossing, who reckons in the box? Well, if they're on the floor, probably someone like Ayu. Yeah. But, so you got Ayu. That's one player. But that's probably why I'm not counting them as crosses. Yeah. So exactly. <laughs> But yeah, if if it was proper proper you know in the air crosses, then uh, probably wick them out the two at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But again, so he, he's barely on the pitch. We we played those crosses. Basically, all you got in the in the box to aim at is are you? Unless it was him putting the cross in, or James McArthur, basically. Yeah. yeah. That's why we're not scoring goals. Okay. Uh, don't know what we'll ask the same question to Jim Cannon. Why can Crystal Palace not score goals? Because he's going to be joining us on the show next. It's the Brian Moore Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Grey. James, today's teaser involves goalkeepers. You're a goalkeeper, but I don't think it's you, is it? <laughs> no, I You're have, not the answer. I have never won Premier If you are the answer, what is the question? <laughs> um, yeah, who's gone on the longest record run without a clean sheet? That might be me, I don't know. Actually, that's not true. I've got two this year. No big deal. No, it really isn't. So. <laughs> it's the Brian Moore Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Grey. Join the pack weekdays from 3pm on Love Sport. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. 
Wimbledon Spurling. Listen to our comedy countdown at kickoff every Saturday from midday to two thirty. It's bonkers. It's crazy. No, it's mental. It's all about geezers. No, it's all about football. We've got posh boy, our sidekick. He does all the stats for the team news. Oh, he won't like sidekick. Money? No. Oh, he's a geezer. No, he's very posh. Oh, we're geezers. Listen to Bell and Spurling's comedy countdown at kickoff every Saturday midday at two thirty on Love Sport. Love Sport, 558am. Welcome back. The Crystal Palace Fan Show here till 9 at PM. Jay Watson joined by Hambo. We've got Paul Price and we've got Fulham fan Lee. Um, we'll get his take um, shortly on, first of all, Crystal Palace. But also we'll also ask him a couple of questions um, about Fulham. Um, is here, if that's all right. Well, we play them quite soon as well, don't you? Yeah. yeah we'll, make, we'll make it nice yes, and relevant. So. I'm delighted to say that Jim Cannon, absolute Palace legend, uh, is on the phone now. Jim, good evening. Good evening. Thank you very, very much indeed uh, for speaking to us uh, tonight. We'll start, if you don't mind, by chatting about the, the Watford game at the weekend. Where, where do you think it went wrong? Uh, um, <laughs> I, I, we knew that. We knew that. We wouldn't have lost 2-1. Um, I think we were doing all right up until uh, they scored the goal. Obviously, I don't know if it was the goalkeeper come on. Maybe he was sort of not warmed up properly, but... He got caught totally out of position for the the goal, and I, I think that gave them a a little bit of impetus. And uh, obviously, they scored quite soon afterwards, and it was a bit of an uphill battle. Then, up up until then, you would have thought we we would have won that game. Yeah, I mean, it's fine margins, isn't it? At, at times, and we, we talk about the MacArthur miss, the cross, which he you know so close to connecting with, and then just a you know a couple of minutes later, cleverly goes down the other end and scores an absolute screamer. And it, I mean, do do you feel it's perhaps bad luck for Palace at the moment with regards to not getting the results, or do you think it's kind of becoming too common now that these these games you're losing by fine margins is, is to the point that clearly there's something more to it? Do you think? Well, it's it's as you say it's. It's starting to be a bit of a trend. Um, I think maybe w- once they've they've got the second goal, uh, I felt that maybe the manager should have changed things up a little bit. Uh, I don't. I'm not quite sure why you bring on a centre forward 15 minutes from the end of the game when you could have given them maybe 25 minutes just to change things. Uh, obviously, I scored a couple of goals for us, so you were. You would like to give him a chance, but he he wasn't doing anything at all. So I think I would like to have seen Benteke come on. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's starting to get, we, we, we play well up to the, the last third of the park mm-hmm. and then we, we simply run deals. So it was, uh, it, it's especially at home, it's starting to become a bit of a trend. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the substitutions there, Jim. It's something the guys have been discussing in the studio now for for a few weeks. They're saying it's you know it's it's so common. It's, it's happening almost week in week out that you know Roy is is kind of reacting to to things as opposed to being kind of proactive and, and being on the front foot. Is that something as a you know as an ex player that you can notice as well that maybe Roy should be doing these things a bit sooner? Yeah, I think, and I think you can hear the fans saying, "Why, why don't you change, or why don't?" You? I mean, I look at our, our two wingers. Like Saturday, obviously, we we we've played with Wilf and um, Andros uh, with Jordan up through the middle. But but so, although we're playing with two wingers, we're we're so tight because you've got two wingers that one playing on the left that's right footed, one playing on the 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 other side. All they ever do is come inside, so they're just they're playing into team strengths all the time, and we we either score goals through maybe just coming through the middle. And there was one instant in the second, I think no, the first half, when our best player again, who I thought Aaron Wan-Bissaka, got mm-hmm. right down to the touchline, whipped the ball across the goal, which you would expect our wingers to be doing. But there's nobody in the box, and our winger on the left-hand side, Wilfred, is like 10 yards away from the, the far post, and you think, well, if that's coming in there, he should be getting in. So, uh, just now and again, why don't you change it? Why don't, why don't you put Wilf on the right to get, in my theory as a winger, should get down the line and get crosses in. And now and again, they'll come inside and do what, Will, what uh, Andrews Townsend does, whip in a great shot at goal. But yeah, I mean, I just the certain things I think he should change, but he always seems to wait until we're starting to struggle a little bit. Uh, Jim, I just want to ask you. It's a it's a pretty big question, really. So I I, I agree with everything that you said. Um, in, in, in how Roy is approaching things and the fact he could change these things quicker and I think in particular the, the part you said about the fact that we'd literally just been talking about the fact he's just not getting enough people in the box um, to create mm. these chances on a regular basis but do, do you think Roy is going to be I mean in order to score more goals we've got to change something do you think he's actually going to do that do you think he's actually got it within him to change <coughs> uh, to tell you the truth I mean I, from what I've seen no I don't I don't think he changes He's quite happy. Like we we get, I mean, let's face it. At home, we get at the moment we've getting lots of possession. We're we're looking quite dangerous without actually scoring things. But but sometimes you just need to release maybe a midfield player to get in the box. You got to push players up a bit further up the park. Um, whether he does it, I don't know. I mean, I think Roy. I mean, Roy's done a great great job. Don't get me wrong, but I've. I, I think I heard them say something about the Chelsea game when he, we didn't really have a shot at him. And I think the presenter asked him like, about the 1-0 result and he said, well, it's better than losing 4-0. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well that, to me, that's 
that's not how at home you got to go and try, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if if that's maybe his attitude, I don't know. Maybe that was just something that was said that he did, never said. But if if that's the attitude, then he's not really pushing people in to try and get in the box. Maybe he's a bit more negative. He wants to sit back a little bit and make sure we don't give nothing away, and hopefully get something on the break. Okay. I don't know. Jim, it's Paul here. Do you do you feel like we're also missing um, sort of that bit of midfield creativity as well that we used to have when the likes of say Kabai was around? Do you feel uh, that? Yeah, I mean, I must admit he he was a guy that always looked to to get the ball into these positions where people could run onto. Um, but I and I noticed today that he's just been released by whatever club he went yeah, to. And, yeah, yeah, he's wherever out, it was in China or whatever. So. <laughs> Um, so maybe it was a good job we let him go now. <laughs> maybe he was getting on a bit. But, uh, you, we're always sentimental though at Palace, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was. I, I, I thought he was a really good player, and he he was one of these lads that could. But we, I've watched the game against uh, Watford, and we never actually try to turn teams. Everything's just into feet and back across the park, and I just like to see players. That just knock the ball into the channel and get on the end of it. If they don't get on the end of it, then you start saying to them, right, you've got to... Because if you keep playing in front of people all day long, it's, defend, it's easy for defenders because they know what you're going to do. If you're turning defenders, then they're starting to drop off and then you come short and you get it and, and you get a bit more space. So it's predictable at the moment. I mean, I mean that is nail on head. Absolutely, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, definitely know your stuff, Jim. So I was wondering, uh, what do you make of the, the former Wilfred Zaha? Is he suffering in, in that position? I mean, I th- what you've picked out, picked out there is probably a very good reason for that because he is quite often receiving the ball to feet, and he's he's t- almost entirely static. He's never never receiving it on the run. So he, he seems to be struggling <coughs> and a bit frustrated to me. Well, certainly when he's played up front on his own, uh, he's been a bit frustrated. I mean, the, the Chelsea game, he spent most of the game waving his arms. And, like, he's, yeah, I, I, I can see a frustration in him, but he's not he's not been the usual wolf. It's, I think then when he gets so sort of wide on the left, he's, he's maybe trying to do too much still. Like, he's, he's brilliant when he gets the ball out of his feet and he's running at pace. If he stops the ball, he's a different player, and it gives the three defenders a chance to get round them. So, I, I think our form, and because we've not had a recognised centre forward, is is not helped Wilf at all. Yeah. And looking ahead, Jim, um, to Palace's next game, it doesn't get any easier, does it? <laughs> no, they never do. But then we're great away from home, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> we, we had three on, three in a row up at Anfield. Yeah. <laughs> not that long ago. <laughs> If we can go and uh, beat Manchester City away, I don't think we should even worry about Liverpool, should we? <laughs> well, that, that is the thing, isn't it? I mean, how much belief do you think that Roy and the players will take from going to the Etihad and, and beating Manchester City? Well, I, I, I mean, I think and you've, you've then have gone to Wolves, who are an extremely good side at the moment. So, I, I mean, obviously, they're, they're, they're going to be looking at it thinking this thing, top of the league, this thing going to be easy. But we, we've we actually look a better team away from home. I don't know if he sets, sets them up different, but we we seem to have more of the ball, maybe because we've got more space uh, in behind teams, because they're obviously, Liverpool are going to come 
and attack us. So it gives us a bit more room if we can break and break together uh, like we did. I mean, Wolves, we looked really good. We looked as if we were the, the home team that particular night. Um, so, I mean, obviously it's going to be hard. They're, they're the best team in the league at the moment and uh, it's not going to be easy. But they've got a few injuries. So we defensive-wise, I think they've got one or two missing. It might play into our hands, but I, w- I wouldn't sort of bet my house on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think we've actually been better uh, better away from home for probably the last few seasons, to be yeah, honest. It's two, three seasons. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm. I, I think we've done so well because it's almost like um, it's all too restrictive when we're when we're at Selhurst. There's probably too much pressure as well. Well, yeah, we've never we've never been worked out how to break teams down and who, who don't come to well, attack us, do we? No. Well, look at Grimsby the other week. Yeah. The, I think the worst thing that can ever happen is a, a team team goes down to ten men against Palace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we haven't got good form. Yeah. Jim, <laughs> a- absolute pleasure speaking to you this evening. Really do appreciate it. And just picking up on that, but just very very quickly before we we, we have a, a little breather, it seems to be a bit of a trend actually in, in the Premier League as a Leicester City fan. It's the same we cannot break a team down you know particularly when we're at home we're better suited to go away to better sides um you look at um Watford as well I think yeah. it's similar to them that, that there's this there's this trend almost that with counter-attacking play and the transition of everyone wanting to play possession football when the owners are new at home that lots of the teams actually aren't capable of doing it and then suddenly when years ago it was so hard for a Premier League side to pick up an away win it's actually now becoming a little bit easier Absolutely. Mm, it's very, very strange indeed. Um, we'll pick up on some more of Jim's comments because, as you mentioned, Ambo, you reckon he hit the nail on the head on pretty much. Const- constantly on everything, yeah. Yeah, about everything. So we'll continue that next here on Love Sport Radio. <laughs> it's all in the name Love Sport Radio. There it is on your van dashboard. Pride of place. Your copy of the all-new Toolstation catalogue. It's out now with over 300 new products from top brands like DeWalt, Stanley, Myra and Nest. And even more great deals on all your trade quality tools and supplies. So when it comes to saving your time and money, the new Toolstation catalogue really is. Grab a free copy at your nearest Toolstation today. Can you believe over 50% of UK households have yet to visit a price comparison website and save on their bills? Are you one of those people? Because you must be crazy. Literally, you can save hundreds of pounds in just a matter of minutes. Visit aspokesmansaid.com now and see how much money you can save. That's visit aspokesmansaid.com now. Aspokesmansaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. If you fall asleep at the wheel you'll put your life in danger and the lives of others as well. Before you feel tired, pull off the road into a services or other safe area, drink some strong coffee and take a quick nap while the caffeine kicks in. If you're having a nap, you've left your lights on, sir. Cheers. Think. Don't drive tired. You love your sport, but it can be a pain organising it. Endless phone calls, emails and text messages, organising players and collecting money can all be a headache. What you need is Teamer.net, the free sports app that'll help you manage your team's events, communicate effectively as a team and now you can collect money simply and securely via Teamer payments. Relied upon by 2 million members, Teamer is available for free on desktop, Android and iPhone. Love sport. 
Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. This is Love Sport. Yeah, welcome back. An absolute pleasure speaking to Jim Cannon as he regularly does give us the time here on the, the Palace fan show. And Hambo, uh, one thing I thought was really interesting was when you asked him, do you think he's going to change? And he said, no, probably yeah. not. <laughs> I just wanted to get someone else to say it because I'm always saying it. <laughs> and I get rubbish. I just want to. Here's, here's a guy who knows more than I'll ever know about football, more than most people will ever know about football. Played, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games. More, more appearances for Palace than anyone else. You know, it, he he knows. He yeah. can tell straight away. All everything about our shape, everything that we've sort of suggested came from out of his mouth. You know, exactly as it was. So. I feel validated, I'll be honest, Jake. <laughs> I feel like I can go home, I'll sleep you didn't tonight. You need Jim to validate you, Hambo. <laughs> I always need Jim Cannon to validate me. I'd, if, if I ever get rich enough, that I'll employ him to continually validate <laughs> all my opinions. Or run the club. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Seems to know what the problems are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, it is an interesting point. And, and I've got to say this now. I kind of got annoyed a few weeks back and got, almost got myself into, you? into the... Yeah, I know. <laughs> almost got myself into the Roy out, out camp. Okay. I'm not really... I'm not really in the Roy out camp. Yeah. I'm just in the... Please, Roy, please just entertain another opinion about how to do things. Yeah. You know, uh, that's the camp I'm in. The thing is, you know, again, I'll, I'll try, you know, understand and see your point of view from, you know, a Leicester City fan's point of view. And my frustrations with, with Claude, again, as you mentioned, with, with Roy, he's a good manager, does lots of good things. Yeah, I feel the same about the Leicester City manager. However, my issue with with Claude is there is a ceiling. You know how it ends, mm. and and does that not worry you with, with Roy? That you know, as you said, he's not going to change. I mean, the guy has managed how many clubs? This is how he's always managed football clubs. Mm. And if you look at his career, it's never lasted that many years, apart from at your club, Lee, at Fulham, where he did particularly well. There's, there's few and far between. So, is that a concern for you, Paul? Knowing that Roy's career. And the way it's gone with each one of his clubs he's managed kind of always ends the same way. So it's, it's probably, if I'm being completely and brutally honest, already kind of the beginning of the end mm-hmm. for Hodgson. Is that unfair for me to say? Po- possibly a little. I mean, it's, it's all down to opinions, but possibly a little bit. I, um, I think he's. I think where Hambo gets fr- is, is frustrated is there's not actually a, that much that's going ro- you know, wrong. Yeah, they're, they're this close to being a good little team. Tweaks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if I go to work and uh, and I'm doing something wrong, I don't carry on doing it every day. You know, so um, I mean, he had he had a great spell at West Brom as well, I believe. Yeah, he did. Uh, he got, yeah. got, got the Liverpool yeah. job off the back of it, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, and it, you know, he struggled at Liverpool, but I don't think it's. I, th- I think, and and it's it's such a typical thing for Palace fans to say. We are literally one or two decent players. We all are. That, that we're all, we're all know, a striker that, away. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that are not injured from <laughs> yeah. actually doing really, really well. And yeah. we also play some decent football under him at times as well. So, um, no, I don't think it's time, time just yet. I think he's, I think he's, you know, he's a solid, he's a solid guy. And I, I just think it's, it's, it's the frustration more than anything. Come on, then, Lee. You've been quiet in the corner. <laughs> Let's talk about Sir Roy, as you like to call him. <laughs> yeah, How Roy. good is he? The uh, greatest you know, man ever. Okay. To football. So, I mean, they, these guys. Are big fans of, of Roy why do you think then it's maybe not 
perfect or it's not going as well as what it did for instance when he was managing your club I, I, I think he brings Sir Roy brings an absolute <laughs> it has well, to be Sir Roy the, the, sir. Come on. <laughs> the, whole, the whole family calling him Sir Roy uh, <laughs> with Roy I think what he done with Fulham obviously he kept us up um in 2007 a little while ago and then obviously we got to 7th the next season then we went on this amazing run uh, we got for the fair play league we got into Europe yep preliminary rounds if you told me against Anchor Perm when we first well Vectra we played Vectra um, never you told ever. me you told me come <laughs> what Cubs. May it's a Cubs team <laughs> come what May we'd be in the uh, Europa League final it was it was a dream come true the mat we really high, like hold him in high esteem. Yeah, I think he brings a great unity to the team, uh, in the sense that you know you had really average players. Let's let's be fair. You had Bobby Zamora, Damien. Well, you suggest you know uh, to get to a Europa League final. Certainly, you know those players wouldn't have got all there with together. Any other team, yeah. They were no, 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 no two ways about it. He, he brought massive unity to that club, and you felt it. We, we go back to what you said earlier, where um, Premier League clubs would be. Winning uh, well now they're winning away from home, but back then you were winning at home all the time. Yeah, it was like literally fortress Fulham. No one could beat us at home. We go away and we lose constantly. But the only thing that kept us up was the fact that we was always winning at home. Mm. We beat Man United at home and then go up there and lose five one. Yeah, just just typical. I saw someone tweet actually during the week that there's become this myth that Selhurst Park is a tough place to go because it, yeah. it did used to be a tough place to go but it's perhaps not the case anymore there's a few things with that I mean first of all my immediate thought was I, I need Lee to tell Roy what it was that made the <laughs> made home games good and we, you were scoring goals as well right who was yeah. getting to score goals everybody everybody so there you go right if you can I mean, just Bobby Zamora got caught up for England yeah yeah, yeah now it's all coming back to me yeah we're going to have to have a word with Roy just remind him of all of that um, but that aside you know Selhurst Park it's, it's been myths about Sellers Park for years you know? yeah I, I think first of all it's a myth that there's uh, any way of getting to the toilet in the half weight stand at half time no chance just stay in your seat and urinate sure. yourself <laughs> um, but <laughs> Love Sport does not recommend that no, we, no, dis- those- we distance ourselves from Hamburg's comments yeah, the views of Christopher Hamling are his own please, please cue <laughs> yeah 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 or, and don't go in the pocket of the person in front of you <laughs> now um, absolutely not <laughs> but the oh look it it is a this whole thing about it being a difficult place to get to it's got three main mainline stations within five to ten minutes walk maximum yeah even at my pace right not hard to get to loads of buses trams everything i mean right? I, I, I used to when i used to live in norwich I used to come down and do palace way yeah. you drive at epping and from epping on the tube to crystal palace literally takes a week well that is exactly the point because everybody goes <laughs> it's london i'll get on the tube yeah. mistake that is your mistake absolutely right I've moved to London now so yeah. I haven't got that problem anymore <laughs> so I, had that, I, I still can't see if I'm sat at the back of your away end no of course no, not no, no. <laughs> neither, neither can I <laughs> can you uh, not either no no I'm, I've got a gantry blocking my way yeah I've got a, TV I, I, gantry yeah I like to look at the game through a really small strip <laughs> yeah. of vision just above people's heads that's my favourite way of watching football yeah but um, it probably explains some of my opinions <laughs> as well but look it, uh, bottom line is I'm, I'm talking about you know the, the, the myth around Selhurst so yeah. as always it's hard to get to it's a nightmare for away fans but yeah. it's a proper ground with proper characters it is a proper ground yeah, it is a proper ground uh, for all of the reasons I mentioned around urine <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> but uh, it, in terms of being a fortress in terms of the atmosphere generated you know we've allowed the Premier League to negate that massively, yeah, massively. Mm-hmm. And, and it's difficult because you've got to be honest about why it is and we were honest about why it is by saying we had 10,000 less fans in the Championship 
those 10,000 fans, I'm not going to criticise them because I like the fact we've got new support or floating slash casual support. But bottom line is that they don't get it. The, I the massively way, agree with you. Yeah. I've noticed that this year, having been away with Fulham in the Championship for the last four years, yeah. coming up to Birmingham, they're all singing Keep Right On and everybody's behind them. They're all supporting their, their club. You've been Chelsea, um, Arsenal, uh, Liverpool... Everton, it has been absolute yeah. quiet, and our own our own stadium at the moment sold out every week. Yet Rotherham at home, two years ago, no one was going. That's it, and, and it, that it, really annoys me because I find it really hard to get tickets for usual games, big games now. So yeah, um, guys, we are quickly approaching half time on this mm-hmm. evening's show. You listen to Love Sport Radio, and this is the Palace Fan Show. Five five eight a.m. Love Sport. There it is on your van dashboard. Pride of place. Your copy of the all-new Toolstation catalogue. It's out now with over 300 new products from top brands like DeWalt, Stanley, Myra and Nest. And even more great deals on all your trade quality tools and supplies. So when it comes to saving your time and money, the new Toolstation catalogue really is. Grab a free copy at your nearest Toolstation today. You could make the main dealer's day by paying over the odds. Or you could go to Big Motoring World and save a fortune on up to 2,000 pre-owned BMWs, Mercedes, Audis and VWs in stock. Then with the money you saved, put a smile on your face with a cheeky weekend away for two. Give yourself a break at Big Motoring World. Just minutes from the M25. See bigmotoringworld.co.uk. Hello, I'm Michael Parkinson. The Los Tablers is the UK's leading youth cricket and disability sports charity and now the official charity partner of Love Sport Radio. The charity's mission is to enhance the lives of disadvantaged and disabled young people through sport. Last year, the Los Tablers donated over 4 million quid to help young people of all backgrounds and abilities to get involved with sport. To find out more to see how you can get involved, visit lowestabners.org. If you fall asleep at the wheel, you'll put your life in danger and the lives of others as well. Before you feel tired, pull off the road into a services or other safe area, drink some strong coffee and take a quick nap while the caffeine kicks in. If you're having a nap, you've left your lights on, sir. Cheers. Think. Don't drive tired. Love sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. Right, we're quickly approaching 8pm here on Love Sport Radio. We'll get your news in just a few moments. Uh, But coming up in the next hour, we're going to discuss January. What possible ins and outs have we got for Crystal Palace this month? We need a striker that goes without saying, Johan, goodbye. He's suddenly a free agent. Do you, Palace fans, want him back at your club? 0208 70 558 is a number. You can send us a tweet at Love Sport Radio. And also, after Palace this evening, we've got QPR. That is 9 till 10. very much hope you can join us and stay with us then but here is your news on love sport radio on 558am online on your smart speaker and on digital radio this is love sport news 
From the Sky News Centre at eight, breaking news tonight. MPs have rejected Theresa May's Brexit deal by a majority of 230. The eyes to the right, 202. The nose to the left, 432. Now it's been beaten, the Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn has made his next move. The government has lost the confidence of this House and this country. I therefore, Mr Speaker, inform you I have now tabled a motion of no confidence in this government. The Prime Minister spoke just before MPs went to vote and said the outcome was going to define our country for decades to come. Our political editor, Faisal Islam, has been putting it into context. By my calculations, she must have got over 100 Tory MPs voting against this, rebelling, which is lots of people voting against the Conservatives for the first time in their life. The Prime Minister told MPs the government will allow for the confidence motion to be debated and voted on tomorrow. In other news, witnesses have reported seeing bodies lying on the ground after a suspected terrorist attack on a hotel in Kenya. Hospitals have appealed for blood donations, even as the number of wounded remains unclear. David Duckenfield's been accused of extraordinarily bad failings as Hillsborough match commander in 1989 at his trial. The former South Yorkshire Police Chief Superintendent denies the gross negligence manslaughter of 95 Liverpool fans. Newcastle have taken an early 1-0 lead in their third round FA Cup replay at Blackburn Rovers. Youngster Sean Longstaff has scored his first ever goal for Rafa Benitez's side. Elsewhere, it's goalless in the games between Luton and Sheffield Wednesday and Stoke against Shrewsbury Town. And Tottenham's Harry Kane has been ruled out until March with an ankle injury. He damaged ligaments during the defeat to Manchester United. That's the latest. I'm Tanya Snugs. Known originally as the Glaziers, this club are far from fragile. They've been building their nest in Selhurst Park. And the Eagles are ready to swoop in and bring out the claws this season. It's the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport. Welcome back. And as you just did here in your news, um, I've got a little update. We're going to be doing something a little bit different on Love Sport Radio after 10 p.m. this evening. So just to, to remind you, Jerry Corbyn has tabled a no-confidence motion um, in the government after a historic defeat on Theresa May's deal. The government have now confirmed that this will be debated and voted upon tomorrow. Now, I am by no means a Brexit expert. Maybe the complete opposite, but luckily, I love sport. We have got someone who knows what they're talking about. His name is Steve N. Allen. He's going to be after me at 10pm this evening. He's going to be joined by a whole host of guests uh, to discuss the big news coming from Parliament today. So, if you're into Brexit, if you're interested in the news, please do stay with us. That is 10pm this evening on Love Sport Radio. But we're sticking with Crystal Palace for the time being. Or actually, ch- chaps, would you rather do Brexit or should we do Palace? What do you want? 
Um, I'm, I'm interested to hear the news, but I did just run up the stairs, so I've got nothing. I've got, I've got nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> we could just pr- make it up. I think that's what they're doing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I, I've always, I've banned. I've banned politics on our uh, on our podcast, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't want to alienate anyone. You know, everyone's entitled to their views, aren't they? However, they are. however wrong they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't like to state mine too publicly either because they're mine. I'm bored of um, the subject. <laughs> however, <laughs> but but no, I just I just think it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I think you know I'm uncomfortable with politics as they are currently, and I would like to see change. That's all I'm going to say. Mm. I mean, I have absolutely no opinion because I've got <laughs> no knowledge to base anything on. Um, but luckily, I just I'm paid to talk about football, so <laughs> we, we will stick with that if that's okay. Uh, coming up before nine pm, uh, we will look ahead uh, to that game with Liverpool. Delighted to say, Ray Houghton. Uh, brilliant ex-player and now fantastic mm-hmm. pundit is going to join us on the on the show later on before 9pm about half 8 Palace um, legend yeah absolutely <laughs> but Liverpool legend great pundit and it'll be great to get him on the show so please Palace fans if you're listening if you've got something you perhaps want to pose to Ray um, send us a tweet at Love Sport Radio and I'll endeavour to ask them um, to him today and it's, it's January as well so we've got some transfer ins and outs rumours anyway to, to get through plenty of strikers um, on that list as there has been for the past few weeks and as we fully expect um, there, there to be but guys if it's okay I'd just like to pick up on that kind of little stadium chat we were having before the news mm, then at, at seven um, Lee you, you were saying how much it's perhaps changed and how it's great maybe what, what's going on with maybe Fulham at the moment yeah it's massively changed uh, the, the support of fan base has changed uh, there's a lot of new fans which I which I applaud you mm. know um, but supporting the club's like a marriage really you know you're going to have good times you're going to have bad times no matter what you stick by it and you're loyal to it no matter what um, like, like I said to, to you off there Palace, um, Palace um, Arsenal away you know you're looking you've got 60,000 people in that stadium it's quiet it's quite eerie looking at mm. this stadium and you know football's meant to be passionate you, you want passion on the pitch you've got to have passion off the pitch as well getting behind your team and obviously if you have tourists and so forth yeah uh, this is the thing isn't it it's, it's changed it's changed supporting massive. you know Premier League sides and it's it's, it's hard it's hard to, to know how we go about making it, it better because ultimately you know whilst to us football is a kind of a religion as such it to, to the owners it has to be a certain degree of business so if they can charge you know 60 pounds for a ticket and they sell out every week then they're gonna charge 60 quid for a ticket which obviously alienates people doesn't it massive Fulham's ticket prices has gone up massively but you do a thing where it's capped at 30 pounds isn't it away for, for, for away, an away, yeah, game. away so it's actually cheaper following I'd say Dom the producer here and I've already he's, he's, he's been passionate about this he's been quite actually annoyed saying actually it's cheaper you know, to, to buy your train ticket and go to each Fulham away game than it actually is to, to go watch them at home at the moment. Or alternatively go in the Fulham away end <laughs> at Craven Cottage. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it, 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 it's, it's ludicrous, yeah, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's ludicrous. But I just want to say, on, on the, on the story of the, the chairman, I just want to say a big thank you to Tony Khan, who has donated £3,000 to my next project. Oh, has he? Which is talking about men's mental health and so forth. It's absolutely superb, so I've got to applaud him for that. Yeah. But... Also, ticket prices, we have to review that. That's You're talking £75 for Man United at home. I've got a young boy. That's just absolutely that's 40, obscene. He's, it's 40 it's quid obscene. for him. He's 11 years old. So the time we've got to the game, we've done a one well over a one yeah. And then he wants a programme, he wants his shirt, he wants his uh, Mitrovic on the back, and it, it, yeah. it soon mounts up. And you just uh, 75 quid, I'm sorry, it's just nobody should pay that. 
Yeah, nobody totally should pay agree. that. No, it's obscene. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking downstairs during the break. Um, is that where you went? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's why I'm just on my own for a bit. I haven't got my breath. Back. I don't think I'll be doing this walk, guys. There is a lift. Yeah, no, you're right. I should have used it. I heard someone quite famous got stuck in yeah. that, but let's not go um, there. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> we'll take you in the break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, no, it, I think first of all the price inside of it. I mean, hearing that is just that's horrendous. Honestly, that makes me shudder with just absolute d- disgust. That you but know. the people are buying them. They are. And look, before before the the you know the the, the thirty pound fixed away ticket. You know, again, I used to I used to go to every Palace game home and away. But I think it was Chelsea and Man United that ruined that for me. Yeah, because I, it just just took all the fun out of it because effectively and particularly when you think about how likely you are to see a, a result up there as well <laughs> yeah. it just makes it all True. the more soul destroying when you've gone and handed them that money had a load of half and half scarves waved at you <laughs> and you're just thinking what, what this isn't football and you get and i think we, you know again that's what we were talking about downstairs it, if it wasn't for the fact that i understand why the club have to do what they do and why they they look after the corporate side of it they, they you know they have to chase as much income as they can to allow them to spend it's linked to ffp and all those kinds mm. of things right and i get it but in the championship it was much more about the fans Amen. Every, everybody you know i remember every away game you went to it's where you know i met people like paul it, you know you know this you see the same faces every, every week this guy stands out a mile because he wears a cravat and you just think what, <laughs> what is going on there and then um and then it's, but you, you get you do you get all these wonderful personalities people that i probably never would have met in my life and never would have engaged with at all and we've got this great thing in common which is supporting the, the club yeah yeah now i go away and i don't know any i, I know handfuls of pockets of people mm. but you, you used to know everybody yeah, yeah. you know yeah. and i used to i used to rock up drunk off my mind covered covered in from head to foot drink red, responsibly yeah drink responsibly <laughs> covered in head, red wine from head to foot drink responsibly <laughs> don't put don't put it on yourself or your skin um <laughs> or weird anyone's pockets oh yeah or weird anyone's pockets any of that, don't do any of those things but but you know what i mean but it used to be it used to be fun it yeah. used to be enjoyable yeah. now now the you know, most enjoyable part is almost the journey up there mm. um but yeah, yeah no the, the the atmosphere at home games they're, they're, it's not it's not as good it's and i sent it to, to paul where i went to goodison park on new year's day it was absolutely atrocious and yeah. i sat there thinking nobody has literally sung a song i, I waited 54 minutes and then oh. i had a very very pathetic rendition of Everton Everton exactly yeah. like us when we went up and, there and again I'm not criticising Everton fans it's quite commonplace and you know the Crystal Palace support and the atmosphere we're talking about the myths of Selhurst Park it is and you know I'm, I'm not just saying because you're here it's still yeah. why should you say it's maybe not as good as it used to be it's still very very good and Paul you, you're, you're telling me that the, the change is something as well yeah and know to, to try improve that atmosphere yeah well we, we I think uh, you know we, we went up from the championship a few years ago yeah um first few seasons in the Premier League were, uh, were were good and there wasn't a massive change then all of a sudden you've seen a, a sort of change in the, the profile of the fans coming and more fans coming etc so that's that's uh, you know made a bigger bit of an impact um, touching on what you just said um, some of the best atmospheres we've had have been when we've played like Shrewsbury in the cup and <laughs> You know, loads of fans won't bother coming because it's against Shrewsbury. But the atmosphere has been excellent. It's been intimidating. It's been fun. It's been you know, good laugh, loads of banter. Um, so those been the uh, you know, really really good days to look back on and, and sort of sentimental as well. Um, what they're doing next year, and you know, there's pros and cons for it. It's upset some. Others are really into the idea. Is that they're um, moving the the sort of noisier section, which was uh, Block B, into Block E, so that will be right directly behind the goal. 
um, with a view that it will grow, improve the atmosphere, um, and slowly turn turn it into you know more more of a uh, I don't know what I don't. How would well, you well they're, they're you know so it's gone from a uh, from sort of two hundred seats to four hundred. The sort of the, the specific singing section, if you like. So yeah, yeah. The the core of that is the is the fanatics, um, and there has been some some tension around that, as Paul said. But it's a shame, and it's a shame when anybody's situation is kind of forced upon them, and that's where a lot of people. You know, bottom line is you don't own a seat; you buy it for a season, but. Of course, you buy the same seat every season, and you and it's inferred ownership, and that's why mm. people are upset because some of them have been there for a long time, and no, they don't want to be in this. They, they've been told they have to move, and it, and even and the idea of staying in that location doesn't really appeal to them. Yeah. So it's kind of I understand their angst, but I think it's the right thing to do. So you know, I don't know, can't remember if we've said this on this show, but Dr. Um, Mike Scott, who's been on here a couple of times, and Chris Clark, who's done a couple. Yeah. Uh, the four of us went and joined the the HF for the game against Grimsby in that section, and um, well, two rows down from me because I'm not that ambitious. But we went to the pub with them before and yeah, yeah. Uh, joined their march to the ground, and they sort of they, they said that they're going to they told everybody they're going to be open and and accessible for this whole singing section to work. Yeah. So we put it to the test, and they were they were absolutely brilliant with us. Um, you know, I've I've got a mate in that in that group anyway, and you know he he helped us out, sort of guided us along about what they're doing and why they do it. And we had a, just an amazing time. Yeah, it, it was really good. There was a lot of people who criticised it, but you know they'd, they'd had 120 lads rather than the 400 it's going to be. And I've got to tell you, it was like like the old days for me. All right, you know. Yeah. I think- yeah. I think I think that's the uh, the key really is it, it's it's a bit of a statement against against the Premier League. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um it's 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 to get away from, you know, the situation where the atmosphere is being killed, the match day experience is being killed and it's to bring all that back. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh guys just going to take uh, a break. Uh, it's Love Sport Radio's Crystal Palace fan show. Uh, afterwards, uh, we're going to discuss uh, January. Um, some ins and outs. Um, it's always an interesting one, isn't it? Stay tuned. This is Love Sport. Love Sport. I work for Said.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit Said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. It's the Brian Moore Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Gray. When I played there, it was the only time I was ever hit by a spectator. We played Lydney in a, a John Player Cup game, and I tumbled just into, only just into the crowd, fighting with a winger. And a woman <laughs> came up and she smacked me around the back of her head with a brolly. And it turned out it was her son who was fighting with him. <laughs> you leave my lad alone. Bang. There you go. It's the Brian Mall Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Gray. Join the pack weekdays from 3 p.m. on Love Sport. This is Love Sport. It's January, it's everyone's favourite month. Well, mine anyway. What are we going to see happen, guys? Are we going to see a striker come through the, the door, do you think? Or or are we literally just thinking, do you know what? Let's, let, let's prepare ourselves for the worst, and if anything does happen, that'll be a bonus. Well, 
If in the past I hadn't got into trouble for saying things on this show that I wasn't supposed to say, I'd, I'd, like give, I'd give you more. No, give, give me an example. What, what did you say that got you into trouble? Oh, what did I say? I, I talked about the length of a player's, con- a con- player's contract. I wonder where you're going with that then. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I talked about the... <laughs> the oh, carry on. <laughs> I, uh, I talked about a player's contract. Okay. <laughs> and I, and I, uh, which, and I, did, I didn't realise that... Contract. There was contract. Yes. And I, and I didn't realise that it wasn't public domain. And then I said a couple of other things about some transfers, I should okay. have said, but... Um, <laughs> But uh, I mean, look. What's in the public domain is that we we were after Dominic Solanke, who's since joined Bournemouth for yep. nineteen million quid, big money, uh, and is not fit till the end of Feb. Yeah. Um, so uh, March, that yeah. that that answers why that deal fell through I think for us. Everyone's fine with that, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I think am, so. Certainly, yeah. Um, so I mean, obviously. Uh, that was I, I, let's just say I don't think, believe that to be our only choice of striker at the time but it was the choice that we made and that he made as well and the decision was, was late do I you want to elaborate I just think <laughs> <let's> just, <laughs> or would this get you in trouble yeah it would it would so I'm going to leave it there but um, but uh, but you know I'm going to re- move on to talk about one of, the, one of, the, one of these uh, items that, that you can Paddy's talk about here, that I yeah. can talk about go on and I'll, I'll let the listeners decide if there is a link between what I said and these so this one so um the reports have highlighted the reason we haven't signed uh, Mishi Batshuayi. Mm. Um, and apparently, the reason <laughs> <laughs> is that he's going to follow Cesc Fabregas to Monaco um, after returning from his um, disappointing spell at Valencia. Um, it is claimed that Roy Hodgson could not guarantee the 25-year-old regular playing time uh, that either he or Chelsea were demanding. Interesting that, isn't it? That Roy can't guarantee him that playing time there. I think I think the thing with that as well, though, is you've got you've got a situation where you've got two strikers that are target men that are coming back, hopefully to fitness. Yeah. You know, Ben Turkey's back now. He got a, a, a full ten minutes or so the other day. Um, <laughs> Wicker, Wicker, That'd be it for the month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wickham's done exactly the same sort of thing. So I think we're in a bit of a, a bit of a quandary there, where you you know, do you want to splash out on somebody if you've potentially got somebody sitting there? I think it works for for the owners more than it works for anyone. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I think the problem we've got with Palace at the minute. I mean, we. I mean, Parish has come out and said this that. He wonders how other some other clubs conform to financial fair play. That, yeah. that's his way of Same. saying <laughs> we haven't really got any space for money. We've we've shipped a few players out. We're obviously I think we're more about wages than actual spending. Yeah, no, it's got to be that. It's got to be that. But um, I, I think realistically, and this goes back to the, the chat about Roy and, and how he's doing and what he's what he's doing at Palace and all those sorts of things and what the future are. Because I think realistically, this season has been about working with what we've got to stay in the Premier League and just to be very sensible very pragmatic with our approach and to accept our lot and Mm. accept that we're going to have some bad runs and some bad results but ultimately we're good enough to stay in the league not great if you're a fan but if you're a club that are planning something better in the next cycle of financial fair play which I believe kicks in for us next season I think that's a bit that's quite a sensible approach right so I can be pragmatic. <laughs> um, so had to jot that down. <laughs> Handel was pragmatic. I was once. That's one, my one for the season. Um, so I, I, I think, unfortunately for us and for, for supporters who are looking for anything major, I think what Roy has said about it being freeze and loans—that's what it is. Yeah. So if we see a striker, it'll be a loan striker. I think the unfortunate thing is we've had injuries to both. Uh, 
first choice goalkeepers well first and second choice goalkeeper um, so we're obviously going to have to get into the market and deal with that because Julian Speroni is a club legend and Aaron has been in touch you know Aaron remember him who's that you know Aaron Paul um, yes, that's lo- that lad not the one from Breaking Bad the other one no I love him um, <laughs> what's he saying he is um, he gave us a hashtag I mean, Julian Speroni is a legend yeah exactly and it is, a, it is about Speroni it's always about Speroni he's, yeah, he's a little bit obsessed he he bet me it was actually he bet DR but DR wouldn't take the bet so I took the bet he bet me that Julian Speroni would make 10 appearances this season and if he does I have to buy him a Speroni shirt <laughs> However, and I'm now <laughs> scared beyond belief because we've got two goalkeepers out till March. Yeah. And Jules is the only senior goalkeeper <laughs> left. So Aaron could be getting a uh, Speroni shirt. And it's going to cost some. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> He's a big lad. Um, his hashtag is bring back Jules. So uh, terrified I am. Absolutely terrified I'm going to dig my hand in my pocket. Yeah. But I do, I do think that that, has, that is also going to impact our transfer window. Yeah. No, it will do. And we'll continue to do this chat next on Love Sport. Come for the sport, stay for the chat. Love Sport Radio. 1.7 seconds. It's over in a flash. This is the average view time of a video ad on a mobile device. Money worth spent, don't you think? Mark Pritchard, chief brand officer of Procter & Gamble, the world's biggest advertiser, has said that digital ads are annoying people with too much frequency. So, digital media, stick your algorithms up your... Anyway, radio is different. The average listener tunes in for over 21 hours every week. Your potential customers are listening right now. Grow your business with Love Sport Radio. As SpokesmanSaid.com is a leading price comparison website that allows you to compare every energy tariff on the market in seconds. We have more deals than any other comparison website offering energy prices, and our impartial independent switching service is free of charge. Nearly 50% of UK households have switched bills, and there are hundreds to be saved. Visit AsSpokesmanSaid.com and make sure you have the best energy deal in place before winter arrives. As recommended in The Guardian, The Times, and The Sun, AsSpokesmanSaid.com. If you're in business. I bet you hate wasting money. We Do Taxi Tops can help you achieve minimum wastage on your advertising costs and maximum exposure. Our revolutionary taxi tops can target your potential customers in the right place at the right time. So your message has the greatest potential for making an impact. We Do Taxi Tops. Visit WEDOOH.com. We Do. The smarter, quicker way of advertising in London. Supporting London businesses of all sizes. You probably think you're pretty good at multitasking behind the wheel. I mean, you have to multitask to drive. So what's wrong with checking your phone? The thing is, your brain simply doesn't work. For quick reply, affects your concentration, and makes you less able to react to hazards. If you use a mobile phone while driving, you're four times more likely to crash. Think. Put your phone away. Love Sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. 558 AM. Love Sport. So, Spironi, is he then... He's, he's got to start against Liverpool, right? It seems that way. Yeah. Um, the only other option is Dion Curtis-Henry, who is a, is a keeper we've had playing under-23s we got from Peterborough. 
no first team appearances. <laughs> um, Whatever, no senior yeah. appearances. I don't, I, he might have had one or two for Peterborough, right? But, but certainly nothing. Not got close really for Palace. But so. there is a goalkeeper being linked. There, there is Ooh. indeed. Who uh, is that? Hammer? Yeah, what do we know? A young chap called Lucas Perry, who I believe is a Brazilian under twenty international, or under he's all under twenty one. He's he is twenty one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Is that all we've got? Yeah, yeah. Is that all we yeah. know. Uh, I, I know he's got uh, an Italian passport as well. I've, I've read that could before. be useful yeah so it means he can immediately play in Europe yeah. uh, there's talk of a an initial loan to the end of the season an agreed fee uh, I think between three and a half million and 4.7 million euros I didn't even look at the page for that mate that's knowledge yeah I thought, even... I thought it was a little bit more than that but um, there was uh, I don't normally get into the uh, the whole transfer market too much but that one I actually don't know I've got a feeling that one's going to uh, come through uh, yeah. it almost needs to yeah 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 I don't think we've got any other option really he's quite seems to be quite well well regarded um, and there's a there's a discussion here from Rangers coach Michael Beale <laughs> you're uh, a pro Ambo go yeah, on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and it says this is the following <laughs> <laughs> Crystal Palace will be getting an outstanding young goalkeeper in Lucas Perry according to the Glasgow Rangers coach Michael Beale no, re- no relation to Ian Beale of course <laughs> you sure? <laughs> the rumours are unfounded <laughs> might be uh, I, I believe um <laughs> Various reports suggest Palace are closing to signing. Closing, yeah. I've, I've, I've failed, Jake. That is why you are in Do charge. Do you want me to read point. it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Carry on stumbling through. This is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Various reports suggest Palace are close to signing Perry with The Guardian. Wonderful, wonderful news. Well regarded. Uh, claiming the 21 year old, so he is 21, is set to join the Eagles. I'm, I'm messing this up. Uh, <laughs> on an initial loan deal ahead of a potential £3.3 million. I was doing Euros earlier. Uh, yeah, uh, summer transfer. Perry has progressed through the ranks at Sao Paulo, where he worked alongside Beal for six months. That's again, that's Michael Beal. Yeah, um, <laughs> that before the latter's return to the UK with Liverpool and then Rangers. Uh, despite the Brill, Brazil, not Brill, the, the Brill Brazil <laughs> under twenty international, having <laughs> um, yet to make his senior debut. It sounds like I've been drinking. I really yeah, haven't. I <laughs> um, Only on the Bill ball, Beal. Bill again. Yeah. I believe this is Michael Bill. Uh, he believes that he will be a success in English football. Are you free well, at well, nine, Hambo, to read the news? Absolutely. I mean, it uh, wasn't perfect, but it had a kind of charm to it. Yeah, exactly right. That's the main. That's what I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm about. I'm all about the charm. <laughs> and the thing is, if you if you're low on content, I can make a ten second clip yeah. <laughs> last four and a half minutes. Yeah, that was only two paragraphs. <laughs> it really was, and it's nearly the end of the show. <laughs> um, but I mean, it. <laughs> We've had situations, Mandanda and Geiter, of of goalkeepers coming in from you know foreign leagues. Hate saying that, um, and then struggling maybe to adapt, or Roy not actually maybe perhaps trusting them initially. I mean, it does feel that if you've got two injuries to the goalkeepers, who are your first choice, and then you've got Julian and a youngster. I feel like Lucas Perry, if he comes in and he's signed on loan, probably isn't going to be thrown into the deep end straight away. Well, it's a difficult Unless one, he is it? outstanding, like Michael Beale says. Well, yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> he does say. He has said it. It's on, it's on the bit of paper. He said out he's outstanding. And that he wi- he said he will be a success in English football. He didn't say he might be, did he? He said will. He seems fairly sure. And, and I've heard lots from Michael Beale yeah, in I've, the past. Well-regarded coach. Yeah. 
Uh, he, he, he used That's to be. He was, at, and he was at Liverpool before that, and yep. before that, he worked with with Perry. I don't know if you know about this. <laughs> How long? Uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember. I've, I've six actually, months. Six months. It was. Yeah, yeah. I think about about six months. I'd say. Uh, so they know each other. So he's going to know, isn't he? <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I was going to pick. I trust Bill. If I was going to pick anyone's opinion on Lucas Perry, <laughs> to look at his name, uh, it would be Michael Bill. <laughs> yes, ahead of a loan deal which could turn into a three point three million pound. Yeah, it was three point three million pounds. Or, or or the equivalent in euros yes yeah. so <laughs> that's probably changing at the moment yeah yeah it, it does yeah <laughs> think, with brexit think, yeah. Think, yeah i think that. And a quick plug 10 p.m this evening there is a special brexit show on love sport radio where such subjects like lucas perry are likely to come up <laughs> they probably won't probably yeah. won't no. Unlo- it's unlikely but uh, <laughs> lee yes. victor moses he's been linked with crystal palace Crystal Palace legend. Is he a legend? Um, do you know what? Because yeah. I've got this thing. If you played at least once for Leicester, you're a Leicester legend. <laughs> right? Even if you're just born in Leicester. I mean, I even regard myself as a Leicester legend. It, it's very, you know, anyone can be a Leicester legend in my eyes. Crystal Palace, is Victor Moses a legend? He, he's the what if in a lot of ways. Not yeah. the same what if that Bostock is, John Bostock. Yeah, but, it's not but quite that's, that that's scale. A, that's a bigger and angrier what if. But yeah. Victor is... You know, he's one of the most talented players ever to have come out of our academy. Mm. And, you know, he's a Premier League winner. Uh, an international captain. He is a huge success. But we just wonder what would have happened. Had mm. we not been forced to sell him, he'd just started to excel. Really talented. Re- amazing player as an attacker. It's, a, it's weird how he's gone on to... Uh, well, played in a similar role at Wigan. Yeah. Obviously, but Chelsea took him on and loaned him out a few times. So struggles yeah West struggles. Ham Liverpool and then became a world class right wing back was in PFA team of the year yeah. won the Premier League um, but yeah could could be well, I reckon he'll be on the move this this January I mean Maritza Sarri has said he's, he's not in his plans yeah. we don't need a right wing back no, so do you don't. need a right wing back Lee? we need a new team <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you want Victor Moses? yeah I think he'll add, he'll add something to us uh, obviously I don't know if Edwards were watching us it's been we've been playing really good football we're just not getting the rubber and the green so you've got moment. Cyrus Christie and you do play with wing backs don't you yeah. you had Fosu Mensah who's now gone back to United has that, has that been sorted I, I, now I, I believe that's what they're sure. looking yeah, to do I, and you've got Cyrus Christie hopeless. for me Victor Moses is an upgrade on that yeah easy all day long uh, anybody's better than uh, Fosu Mensah but um, <laughs> to me um, just don't go near him, Palace. Don't go near. No, we have. We did. We, we had did. Him. Yeah, we had you. him. We had him before oh. you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? He, he's got all the attributes to be a really good player, but for some reason, he isn't a really it's good just player. Lacks everything. Yeah. No, he, he had one really, really good game for us, and that was it, really. In my opinion, anyway. Uh, Hamburg, we had lots of questions in for Ray. No, it's been a lot of uh, grief. How <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> just, just random grief. Uh, last, Brexit? last I checked. Um, is it all related to Brexit? Yeah, there's a lots, lots, lots of people wondering if Theresa May could play up front. Okay. For us. I uh, mean, have you got any questions for Ray? I got loads, mate. Brilliant, because we're going to do that next. We're going to speak into Liverpool and Crystal Palace legend and Republic of Ireland legend uh, Ray, Ray Houghton and full of legends <laughs> um, we're looking ahead to your, your next Premier League game which is at Anfield against the current leaders of the Premier League Liverpool it's the Brian Moore show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Grey this man cave whatever building shed it sunk 18 foot into his garden in Gloucestershire and it apparently has in it a bowling alley a cinema squash courts a casino and a 25 foot tall doll's house 25 foot doll's house sorry that's just a bit odd oh, that bro. is weird 25 foot 
25 foot. So what we talking? Eight, eight meters? Doll's house. That is, I mean, yeah. enormous. That's like almost yeah. a normal house. Yes. That is genuinely My a bit God. weird. So you got a house within a house. It's like a, it's like a Russian doll of doll's house. Are you sure there are no bodies down there or anything like that? Nothing I'm on not, the right. Maybe someone should be having a look. Cinderford yeah. in Gloucestershire, police, if you're listening, Especially go, go near check Gloucestershire. It out. But yeah, near Foyster Dean, so you never know. It's the Brian Moore Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Grey. Join the pack weekdays from 3pm on Love Sport. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. The cat's out of the bag, and PC's gone mad. Patrick Christie's has been from the streets of Syria to the galleries of the government, and now he's gracing the airwaves, giving meaning to the term face for radio. Patrick Christie's, bringing his unique take on all the latest in sports and current affairs to your lunchtime. PC Gone Mad. Weekdays from midday on Love Sport. Love Sport, 558 AM. Yes, welcome back, Love Sport Radio, the Crystal Palace fan show until 9pm, so another half hour or so, and we'll, we'll start to talk about matters on the field as opposed to the January transfer field. I think we'll all, I think we'll all much rather, much rather that. I'd like to say that we've got former Palace and Liverpool player uh, Ray Houghton on the phone now. Ray, good evening. Good evening, TJ. Evening. Oh, thank you so much uh, for, for taking the time to, to speak to us tonight. And we'll we'll jump straight in. Um, uh, with, with Crystal Palace this year, are, are you are you satisfied with, with how they've done? I mean, where they are right now? What twenty second? Uh, twenty two. Well, twenty two games played, twenty two points, four points clear of, of relegation. It's been it's been steady, isn't it, for Palace? Yeah, it's a, it's been a bit um, you know one step forward, two back at times. You know, there's been signs where you think, yeah. They, they appear to be on uh, the chance of having a good run, and then they have a, a, a result that you don't expect. I mean, in recent times, you know, the draw with Cardiff, I've seen in one or two others, you know, they, they went to Wolves, got a great win, and, uh, you know, Manchester City, they go there, fantastic 3-2 victories that they had, but uh, in between that, there's been some not-so-great performances, and one of the things is, uh, Jake, is if you're not scoring goals, you're going to have a problem. And I was just looking, they're, they're under a goal a game at the minute. You know, it's about 0.9 or something per goals per game that they're scoring in the Premier League. And that's where they're struggling because the general play's been okay, but you need to start scoring goals and making it much easier to win and taking a bit of pressure off the defence. Yeah, I mean, Roy Hodgson is, is a manager you would have <laughs> come across and, and, and watched mm-hmm. for, for many, many years, Ray. And do, do you think that he has got the, uh, an ability to kind of change because the, the guys in the studio we, we've been talking actually maybe for the last few weeks really about you know, not doing substitutions perhaps early enough and, and, and the formations it's sometimes being a little bit rigid and actually they think if there was just these minor tweaks at times it's a little bit more flexible a little bit more open to change Palace could be p- p- be even better I think one of the things with that is though, I mean one thing that Roy's got that we haven't is you know, huge experience of being in, you know, management uh, as a as a as a you know, Premier League manager, England manager. You know, 
uh, I've been at games and you, you think, oh, change the, the match, you change change the players, but there's no guarantee that's going to work. You know, that's as a fan, we're hoping that's going to work. He works for him. He works for him on a daily basis, so he knows exactly what they can and cannot do. And to be fair, I mean, he spent virtually no money. You know, and the club's been in dire straits for a little while as far as the finances are concerned. And, you know, I think he's done a good job because this Premier League's relentless. You know, you look at the other clubs, you know, spending 15, 20 million on players. Uh, he's not had that luxury. Uh, and I think with one hand tied behind his back, he's done a very, very good job. And, you know, it's all about getting results in the Premier League. And he's, he's doing a reasonable job of it. Ray, if I can uh, take you back to... Uh to the days where you joined Palace um, it was weird it was back in uh, back in a time where the transfer window ended in March um, yeah which was uh, oh god it makes me feel old I'll be honest um, <laughs> <laughs> so you, um, you joined in a very very odd season but it was very typically Palace of finishing fourth bottom but still being relegated um, <laughs> which was very good of us but you came into a, a quite a, a side in transition um, obviously I think Alan Smith leaving and, and Stevie Coppell coming back and um, some, some, you know, uh, a mix of youth and experience. But uh, you know, I'm not just saying this because you're on the line. I, I remember you coming in and being being a real class above and an excellent player for us straight away. What was it like coming into Palace at that time, leaving Villa? And well, it, it was tough because obviously, you know, I, I came there when a the time when they were, you know, trying to stay in the Premier League. You know, and it was very, very tough. And you know, I remember playing. In, I actually one of my first games was playing in the semi-final of the FA Cup against Manchester United. We took them to a replay. We actually should have won it. Because uh, in the first game, I remember I crossed the ball and Ian Dowie from about five yards out completely missed the target. <laughs> and if he have scored then, we were on to win the game, we went, got to your final. And who knows, that might have uh, impacted our performances in the league as well. But it was very disappointing to go down. I think the last game we lost to Newcastle away. I think that was the, uh, the final nail in the coffin. And then we had to change around. First of all, it was Dave Bassett who came in. Uh, and Dave got us to a playoff final uh, when we lost to Leicester, when we should have beat them. Um, unfortunately, uh, Steve Clary scored a, a shinner when we went yeah. into the top corner. Oh, yeah. And then the following season, <laughs> Dave left uh, halfway through the season, I think, where Steve Coppel came in and steadied it, got us into the playoff final against Sheffield United, and we remember Dave Hopkins. Yeah. And, uh, it wasn't a great game, but David Hopkins scored an absolute spectacular goal to get us back into the Premier League. I enjoy my time at Palace. I love the club good managers, good people um, and it was just unfortunate I came you know, quite late in my career and you know, we, we, we had to, with the side that we had that went down with, a lot of them moved on you know, like Coleman moved, Gareth Southgate moved on and it really broke up the, the heart of that side and we had to go again the following season so done remarkably well to make a playoff and then got promoted the season after that Nah, that's fantastic. Great memory there as well. Um, brought it all flooding back for me. <laughs> you, you mentioned uh, Gareth Southgate there. Obviously, he spent a bit of time playing alongside him. Do you ever imagine he would be the England manager now? Playing? No, I mean, I, I could tell an embarrassing story about Gareth at the time. I'm not going to. Oh, you can, you. Ray. No, no, I wouldn't do that. Again. He's a lovely lad. You know. But Gareth, he'll be first to tell you. I mean, back when he was at Palace... Uh, first of all, um, you know he, he was. He, it was quite basic for Gareth. It was, you know, get the ball, launch it forward, squeeze <laughs> up, and he was a very athletic person. But he, he developed his his time went on as a player when he moved to uh, to Aston Villa. Learned the game, dropped a bit deeper, became a centre half, if you like, and, and instead of a, a what I would call a boxy box midfielder, because he had a tremendous engine. Or oh, what an athlete he was! You know, he was incredible. Could get him down the pitch, no problem. Uh, but he's done remarkably well. I'm delighted for him. It's nice 
in, in any sport when good people get rewarded. And Gareth's one of the very, very best. So you're not going to meet a much nicer uh, person than, than, than Gareth. Uh, he's humble. He's got great humility about him. Um, he's, he's a great learner. He just wants to be better and better. And I'm absolutely delighted with the job that he's doing with England. And, you know, for a lot of people coming through who say that good people don't always get on, well, he's shown me that you can do it. So I'm delighted for him. From that um, little little spell at uh, Palace, I say little spell. He was about eighty odd games in the end, wasn't it? Um, mm. you, you scored a, 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 you know, I think it was well, it's definitely definitely more than five or six goals, something like that. But um, oh, someone look up Wikipedia for seven. me. <laughs> seven, <laughs> seven goals. <laughs> yeah, seven, seventy three um, <laughs> But uh, you got a particular favourite to pick out? Uh, well, I got the one against Charlton, which uh, yeah. obviously were one of the and the, I think it was the playoff semi final second leg. Um, when I scored we outside of my right foot uh, and it sort of curled into the top corner yeah. obviously the timing of it um, and, and beating your great rivals to get through to the final was absolutely brilliant and you know what you want to do in, in football you want to bring joy to the fans yeah. you want them to have a good time you know they want you want them to come on the journey with you uh, and that day they were unbelievable you know and obviously to go through the final that was the one we lost to Leicester was, uh, was was quite incredible and I remember when we beat Wolves uh, the following season over the two legs and I actually, I'm a big golf fan and I went to Hanbury Manor it was the English Open and one of the first people that I met there was a, a golfer who was a Wolves fan who'd been at the game the night before and he said to me of all the people I didn't want to meet walking around this golf course with you after you lot beat his last night so that was particularly <laughs> nice as well uh, so it just shows you that sports Transcend, you know the crossover, and it's uh, it, it was great to see, and they, and they took it in the right way. But yeah, then playoffs, semi-finals, and obviously the disappointment Leicester, but the joy against uh, uh, and the Sheffield United one was absolutely brilliant. I just want to say that Jake has celebrated every time you mention that Leicester playoff. It's, it's making me so. <laughs> yeah. I was doing it silently though. Don't sell me out, <laughs> uh, Ray. Let's talk about this this game though coming up for for Palace yeah. uh, Liverpool. Um, we, we, we were saying earlier uh, we had Jim Cannon on for, former uh, Palace defender. Yeah. We talked about Palace going to Man City and winning there. Now, of course, Liverpool are superb. You know, they're leading the Premier League and leading an incredible Manchester City side at the moment. But how much belief do you think Palace will take from going to the Etihad and winning? Yeah, well, they, they win. I mean, the, the, the recent form against Liverpool hasn't been great. They've lost the last three in the league, haven't they? You know, the last win was at Anfield. I think it was back in what, April 2017. I think they went up there and beat them 2-1, yeah. which was a very good win for, for Palace. Um but it's, it's not what's going to just happen against Liverpool that's going to tell us about how, how Palace are going to do this season. I mean, after that, away to Southampton, home to Fulham and home, home to West Ham. They're the three games, really. You know, they're the ones I'm sure that Roy will be looking at and, and Ray Lewington targeting and saying, look, they're the ones that are in and around us. We pick po- up points against them. You know, we're getting closer and closer to, to safety. And that's what it's about at the moment. It's trying to build, of course, and you would like to, you know, play more expansive football. But, at the minute, it's about getting points and trying to get clear of that relegation zone and make yourself in a safe position for, for next season. And hopefully, the club will give them some money to go out, real money, what the other clubs have got, and, and, and have spent big, 
and really improve the squad and move it on because, as I say, Roy's got the experience. He's got a good eye for a player. He understands the game. He understands what the Palace fans want. And I'm sure he'd love to do even better with the personnel he would like to bring in to make them, you know, a, a, a team that you go and watch and they are excited to watch. Mm. And Ray, we've got to ask you about Liverpool as well from, mm. from that point of view. At the top of the Premier League, do, do you think they'll do it this year? Yeah, I do. I, I mean, once again, I mean, Liverpool uh, form against the teams outside the top five, six, if you like, been been brilliant to beat everyone. You know, that's 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 the long and the short of it. You know, they lost to Manchester City and then they've had three draws, which was against Chelsea, Man City, and I think Arsenal was the other one. So, you know, that just shows you where they are at the minute. Uh, they're playing very well. They're very confident at the moment. They look a lot more solid. Um, obviously, Trent Alexander-Arnold, been out for a month is a is a slight concern because they've already got Joe Gomez out uh, and they let Nathaniel Klein go and loan to Bournemouth, so they might be a little bit weak in that area. And if they are, I mean that's where Palace should be targeting. You've got to look at the weakness of the team and say, right, how are we going to get anything from the game? And that's what you'd be working on. And Palace did that when they went to City. They played on the weakness, got them high up the pitch, scored some spectacular goals. You know, Schlipp's goal and Townsend's goal. Uh, and the Voivich with a penalty. They, they did the right things at the right time to go and win the game. And, and that's what they have to do in this game. They have to make sure they're disciplined, probably defend a little bit deeper, and then try to hit Liverpool on the counter-attack with a pace with Townsend and, and obviously uh, Wilfred Zaha. And Benteke coming back. You know, if you need an ex-Liverpool player, you'll be hoping that in itself will get him ready and prepared. And if he's called upon, that he'll come on and do something for the side. Um, last one from, from me, Ray. We've got Lee in the studio, who's a Fulham <laughs> fan, who's infiltrated the show today. Very, very cleverly, you know, he's, he's managed to weed his way in. Obviously, you had, uh, you know, you've got, you got your Fulham connection. Uh, what was your time at Fulham like? Oh, absolutely brilliant. I mean, actually, they, they, I mean, West Ham gave me my opportunity. That was my first club. I had three years with uh, West Ham and only had one uh, opportunity in the first team, came on as a sub against Arsenal. Uh, and then I was asked to move on. It was a strange decision because my last season at West Ham in the, in the reserves, I scored 19 goals from midfield. Probably today I'd get a four-year contract on a lot of money for that, but back then it wasn't quite good enough. Uh, and Fulham was the ones that picked me up, and Malcolm McDonald in particular. Malcolm uh, and Terry Mancini was the reserve team manager at Fulham. He'd seen me play for West Ham, liked what he'd seen, uh, seen that I was a, a young lad and developing. So they decided to bring me to the club, and my first season at Fulham was, was absolutely outstanding. With some great players, Jeff Hopkins, Roger Brown, Tony Gale, Kevin Locke. The midfield and Ray Harford was a coach, God rest him. Ray Harford was one of the most innovative coaches that I came across throughout my footballing career. And, and Ray was one of the ones to develop the uh, the diamond in midfield where I was on the left, Sean O'Driscoll on the right, Ray Lewington sat in front of the back four and Robert Wilson was uh, the point oh, higher up the field just in behind Dean Coney and, and Gordon Davis. So we, we had a, a very good side. The only thing that we didn't have was depth. So over the course of the season, the season we should have went up, we just lost out quite late on because we just started to run out of legs and we didn't have enough players in and around us to come in really to uh, to push us on to get uh, promotion that season. Great memories. Ray, just before we, we let you go, just then let's have mm -hmm. a score prediction then for, for Manfield, Liverpool. Uh, well, I mean, I mean listen, it's, it's a tough one because, yeah. you know, the two of, my, two of my clubs and I, I want them both to do very well. Don't sit on the fence, um, though. I mean, <laughs> from Liverpool's point of view, it's been 29 years 
since the last won the title and it's been that long ago I played in the team that won it so it's <laughs> <laughs> that it is and that's far too long for a, for a club like that and I think it's going to be it's, it's, if Liverpool's going to win it we all do respect with the run that they've got, Palace at home, Leicester at home, West Ham away, and Bournemouth at home, they've got to be targeting 12 points. That's what they have to be looking at. If they're going to go and win it, they have to keep that pressure on uh, on Manchester City. Uh, and likewise with Palace, as I say, I think it's a bit of a free hit going to Anfield. You know, none of the other teams uh, in and around Palace have got anything out of Liverpool this season. So where they are going to really um, you know, make sure that they're going to be OK for next season, as I said, is the games against Southampton, Fulham and West Ham after that. That will really uh, show where Palace are. But I, I think Liverpool probably will just have enough to beat them. Although I think Palace will go there and make it very, very difficult for Liverpool. Top stuff. Ray, absolute pleasure speaking to you this evening. I know the guys really do appreciate it. Hey, cheers, Ray. No problem, cheers, Ray. Boys, all the best. Have a good show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, Ray Houghton, their former Palace Liverpool player, and his and Fulham as well, Lee. Got to mention Fulham. Fulham as well. Uh, we're on till nine <laughs> p.m. this evening. We've heard Ray's uh, thoughts ahead of that game. We'll get the guys in the studio's views up next. From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. Can you believe over 50% of UK households have yet to visit a price comparison website and save on their bills? Are you one of those people? Because you must be crazy. Literally, you can save hundreds of pounds in just a matter of minutes. Visit aspokesmansaid.com now and see how much money you can save. That's visit aspokesmansaid.com now. Aspokesmansaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. Love Sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. You love your sport, but it can be a pain organising it. Endless phone calls, emails and text messages, organising players and collecting money can all be a headache. What you need is Teamer.net, the free sports app that'll help you manage your team's events, communicate effectively as a team, and now you can collect money simply and securely via Teamer payments. Relied upon by 2 million members, Teamer is available for free on desktop, Android and iPhone. If you fall asleep at the wheel you'll put your life in danger and the lives of others as well. Before you feel tired, pull off the road into a services or other safe area, drink some strong coffee and take a quick nap while the caffeine kicks in. If you're having a nap, you've left your lights on, sir. All right, cheers. Think. Don't drive tired. Hello, I'm Michael Parkinson. The Lost Tablers is the UK's leading youth cricket and disability sports charity and now the official charity partner of Love Sport Radio. The charity's mission is to enhance the lives of disadvantaged and disabled young people through sport. Last year, the Lost Tablers donated over 4 million quid to help young people of all backgrounds and abilities to get involved with sport. To find out more to see how you can get involved, visit lowestabulars.com. Dot org. Love sports. Uh, just a quick update. There was an FA Cup replay this evening between Newcastle and Blackburn. That is currently uh, two all 
in that one. So I'll go to penalties, obviously, Ooh. being a, a replay this evening. Um, guys, obviously, we, we heard from Ray there talking about that game against the ball. Get your views, predictions, and, and whatnot before we finish. We've only got five or so minutes left, actually, uh, this evening. But a quick one I didn't mention uh, when we were talking about January and possible ins and outs. One that could happen now, or in February, or in March, is that of Johan Kabay, now a free agent. How would you feel about I mean, a possible return for, for, for Johan? It's, it's an odd one, really, because he, well, look, first of all, he was still very effective for us last year, mm. and we certainly haven't coped without him in the way that I expected. Does so Max to. Meyer not seamlessly? Because that's, that's the player yeah. I'd look at and think that's a, a younger version of Kabai. Well, weirdly, what we did is we, we bought Kabai, uh, oh, Kabai, we bought Coyote yeah. and Meyer, and neither of which are effective replacements for Kabai or for Loftus Cheek. Which yes, were the two, two, pla- which two, are the two players that we lost? Yeah. So, um, so you know, so that that's why Roy, Ray's uh, Ray Roy's system didn't didn't really are you work. Reading that out, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny guy. Maybe I should. It's got that stuttering. <laughs> Some Crystal Palace fans are saying the same thing as Johan Kabay leaves Al Nasser <laughs> by Robert Warlow, Football London. He was on the show last week, was he? Yeah, he Good was. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll stop reading. Yeah. Um, Look, it, I'll, I'll let these guys answer as well. That'd be nice. Yeah, Paul. But, yeah. but I, I, would like, I would like it. But I'm I think for sentimental reasons, I'd love him back. I always remember there was a season where um, Newcastle came and played us, and Kabai was just absolute class. Probably one of the best players I'd seen. Mm, That's lovely, lovely footballer. Absolutely amazing. Um, he's got a little bit of a nasty edge to him as well. He, mm. You know, he doesn't mind going in and giving somebody a little, little, uh, a little tap. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there's that. Or um, in someone's pocket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so there there was that. Um, Do I want him back? I I don't know. For sentimental reasons, I'd love to see him back. I don't know. It's just one of those things. We do it far too often. We're we are really, really sentimental. Was keep using the word, but we we have this pattern where so many players come back to our club and then it doesn't quite go as well. Yeah, I I, I just I don't know. In some ways, I wish Max Meyer would get a little bit more time on the pitch because I think he's. I think he's got the ability. He just needs a bit more game time, a bit more time to adjust the, uh, to the you know English football and how it's played. But um, I, I would, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think it's right for Johan to come back, okay. dis- despite it hurting me saying that. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> uh, he's left Al Nasser. He's available on a free transfer. Palace fans, would you have him back? Um, obviously, not restricted by the the January transfer window. But let's look ahead to Liverpool. First up, Hambo. Any big changes you'd make starting lineup wise from that defeat against well, Watford? We've got, we've got the enforced one in goal, obviously. Yes. Um, so big Jules. Jules has got to go in. Uh, is I, it his I, first appearance? So he's nine away he, from a from he, a shirt. He is his first appearance of the season, correct? Yeah. yeah cause, so, uh, so nine away from costing you a little yeah. bit of cash. I'll be following this. Cheering <laughs> this up. <laughs> Honestly, the countdown. I've got to move house. I really haven't got money. <laughs> <laughs> have to remortgage it to buy Aaron a Speroni shirt. <laughs> exactly right. But anyway. Um, yeah, there's there's that. Um, yeah. I think the big Which decision, is a big we, change. Yeah, it really it, it really is. is. Huge. Um, but having said that, you know, to get well, even even though Jules is a, a club legend, and okay, you could argue at 39 maybe his abilities are waning, but uh, you know he's. I, I don't think you know. I think he's a he's a decent option. Um, obviously not as a long term option, but as a, as a third choice keeper, we're quite lucky to have him. Mm. I think. Um, but my my problem really is what do we do at the other end of the pitch. It, it suits us better. We can. We'll probably go four-five-one like we did against City. But do we do what we did against City, which is leave Wilf up top on his own, or do we bring back Benteke? 
do we take that risk or yeah. stick Wickham and obviously there? a do- former, former Liverpool player I mean yeah. it, it, sometimes it's players want to play in that you know almost a bit of a, a point to prove maybe an opportunity for Benteke to come back and, and show something you've been waiting for it is this not the perfect game maybe for it Paul I, I just think he's I, I, I've watched a, a <laughs> they are the bane of our lives to a degree, but the training videos and uh, if, all the Palace they look fans. really good in the training yeah, I know, videos. The Palace don't they? fans are always moaning <laughs> like, about. Why don't you do that like on the pitch? Banging them in <laughs> yeah, from yeah. all angles and everything else. That is strange, um, though, isn't it? When you get the, the amount of times you get the ball on the edge of the box in the game and they don't shoot and they'll keep passing. It's like, I've literally watched you do it in training a billion times, <laughs> smash it in repeatedly. Why don't people shoot more? <laughs> I don't, so I don't, annoying. <laughs> they must edit out a lot of Andros' shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, I don't think. I think Ben Turco's quality. I don't think quality goes away. I think it's just it's confidence, um, and I just I do honestly believe that Benteke coming back will be uh, beneficial, and I think it will be an improvement on where he was last time. So yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it to be honest. So is it, does it go without saying, as far as trying to get a result at Anfield, is to go and play the way you did against Man City? It's exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah. 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 counter when we can we've got to be mindful of what happened against Chelsea there's lots of reasons why people thought that was were we conserving energy for Wolves blah 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 mm. blah but the, what happened against uh, Chelsea was Chelsea saw our our method of breaking and just stopped it uh, but Jorginho in particular you know he did do an awful lot of tackling but he did a lot of recycling of possession and keeping it away from our, our key players yeah. we did nothing to stop that all game they just cut off the, the supply so chaps the time is is here. I hear the music. Yes. Ray Houghton has said he thinks Liverpool will win, but Palace will put up a good fight. Let's get some score predictions from you three. Lee, do you want to go first? Is that <laughs> as the neutral? How do you think Palace will get on at Anfield? 3-0 win. To Palace? Palace 3-0. i got confidence. Love it. There we are. Believe in you. So team. follow that up, guys. He doesn't even support your team and he reckons <laughs> you're going to win 3-0. Paul, what do you think? I think 2-1 Palace, but I'm always uh, optimistic. Benteke with the winner? Yeah, well, yeah, Benteke, definitely. With Spironi to have an absolute worldie. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll, have, he'll have a great great game, and um, our friend Sacco will wind up their fans as well. And New Hambo to finish us off, please, mate. 5 0 Liverpool. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm never going to go for that, even though I secretly think it. Um, I'm gonna, I reckon it'll be 2 2. Brilliant stuff. Guys, thank you very much. been an absolute pleasure as always. Uh, Palace fans, you're back next week. Love sports. 1.7 seconds. It's over in a flash. This is the average view time of a video ad on a mobile device. Money worth spent, don't you think? Mark Pritchard, chief brand officer of Procter & Gamble, the world's biggest advertiser, has said that digital ads are annoying people with too much frequency. So, digital media, stick your algorithms up your... Anyway, radio is different. The average listener tunes in for over 21 hours every week. Your potential customers are listening right now. Grow your business with Love Sport Radio. If you're in business, I bet you hate wasting money. We Do Taxi Tops can help you achieve minimum wastage on your advertising costs and maximum exposure our revolutionary taxi tops can target your potential customers in the right place at the right time so your message has the greatest potential for making an impact we do taxi tops visit w-e-d-o-o-h.com we do 
the smarter, quicker way of advertising in London, supporting London businesses of all sizes. As spokesman said.com is a leading price comparison website that allows you to compare every energy tariff on the market in seconds. We have more deals than any other comparison website offering energy prices, and our impartial, independent switching service is free of charge. Nearly 50% of UK households have switched bills, and there are hundreds to be saved. Visit aspokesmansaid.com and make sure you have the best energy deal in place before winter arrives. As recommended in The Guardian, The Times and The Sun, aspokesmansaid.com. If you've ever had to get out of your car at the side of a motorway, you'll know how scary it is. Just imagine what it's like to be a road worker on a motorway. So please drive carefully through roadworks, observe all signs and speed limits, stay in the correct lane and keep a safe distance from the car in front. Our road workers are making the roads safe for all of us. So please keep the roads safe for them. Love Sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. Well, thank you very much indeed to the Crystal Palace guys, Hambo, Paul and Fulham fan Lee. Um, yeah, nice little change up, wasn't it, for, for the evening? Uh, good luck to those guys at Anfield. And thank you once again to Jim Cannon and Ray Houghton for joining us on the show this evening. Absolute pleasure. Um, after 10pm, a little reminder, we've got a Brexit special. Uh, Steve and Alan is your host. He's going to be on till midnight. Uh, apparently there's been some big stuff happening at Parliament today, but I'm not the man to tell you about that because I know nothing. But up next on Love Sport Radio, 9 till 10, it is the QPR fan show. So please do stay with us. That's after your news. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.